one and we are recording with mr wyatt limb hello everyone episode 850 monday june 27th 2022 at 5 p.m eastern time introduce yourself man hello everyone i'm wyatt uh from defense politics asia and uh i'm yeah if you follow the Ukraine war, you probably know me. Uh, it's pretty hard to run away from me nowadays uh, if you are following the Ukraine war. Um, my name is starting to pop up uh, in many places. And, um, and I, I seem to have gathered accidentally uh, some, some very hardcore fans. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that. And then uh, my, so Defense Politics Asia started off as a think tank uh, for since a few years ago. And then, uh, then, then uh, my partner, had a fallout with me and then I revamped the whole thing and I have went for a different approach, like a more like a news kind of thing. We still have the analytics and think tank behind it, but uh, more towards news reporting. And then uh, I revamped the website and everything. Then I started to publish uh, and write some news and stuff. And then it was until the Ukraine war, I was, I was figuring out how to you know, do the YouTube channel in a way that is efficient and uh, fast and don't waste so much time but i can push out a lot of content as much as i can then ukraine war came about then i got then i started to cover the ukraine war on a daily basis using a map because i was inspired by live ua map uh, which is uh, the very popular uh, map that people like to follow the U syrian war and uh, ukraine war and then i, I like that format so i i started up to start to you know use the google map i find a way to try to map out what is actually happening because uh, when we are we are not in Ukraine, it's rather confusing. You know when you see all the location names being name dropped uh, in all the different updates, and then I started to plot where exactly is things are happening, and then I started to get a following. So I start off the conflict with only twenty subscribers, twenty two zero. Twenty, only two two zero. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Then now I have like what's this? What's the number now? Eh, three thirty five thousand six hundred. Shaming me <laughs> on my own podcast. It, yeah, so so sometimes I I I, I tell people that uh, I'm earning blood money because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, everybody because else is might as well get some. <laughs> the YouTube channel got monetized, and I and because I was trying to you know build Defense Politics Asia, uh, DPA in short, uh, into a media network of sort, or at least a media outlet that can cover news all around, especially Asia, and then um. But you need capital, you see. And a website, news website actually uh, have a lot of problems trying to get revenue. So YouTube seems to be the most straightforward one. Although I know you have some problem with YouTube. Uh, but Just a little. <laughs> but um, but it, it, it turned out to, you know, to, to work out really well because I got monetized uh, from the Ukraine war. By the time it was one month time, I already got monetized. And then uh, I started to get revenue. And then today, I think in terms of revenue-wise, uh, it, it can provide me a full-time income. Oh, so, yeah. so I'm 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 pretty you know happy about it. So oh, yeah. we are always so I'm always joking about you know how once the once Russian uh, the Russia decided to give up fighting, I, my YouTube channel is gonna close down. <laughs> and you you now you now view defense contractors differently. You're like oh you're like the war can't stop. You're like I need this. This is what pays for my microphone. Uh, so so actually so what happens is that. Um, I find it very funny because uh, we call it Defense Politics Asia, and I'm not covering Asia; I'm covering Europe. <laughs> so, so I always find it like very funny. 
so I, I, I started to try to, I'm, I'm trying to very hard to actually to cover more about Asia stuff. There's a lot of things actually happening in Asia and I'm, I'm not able to find enough time to uh, read up on them. Like for example, Sri Lanka is becoming a failed state very soon. Um, they have no fuel, no, no money, no nothing. And they have a huge population. And I think I just saw on the news just now uh, that they are trying they, are, they have, I think, World Bank or IMF, I'm not sure which one, uh, in Sri Lanka discussing, you know, to get some loans. But it's just going to, it's not going to solve the problem. Uh, that's my, that's, that's the problem. You know, the yeah. loans are just traps. Hey, 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 hey as, as the comedian Ray Comp said, hey, when the IMF and the World Bank come in and give you loans and, <laughs> and, and go, how are they ever going to pay back? Listen, they don't want you to pay it back. They come to you yeah, in a couple of yeah. years and go, listen. We both know you can't pay this. You're not servicing it. How about we just clean the slate, but you give us mining concessions or you let us yeah, yeah. destroy your rainforest and get all oh, the sounds totally like the Ukraine war now, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. You <laughs> see, and you start to see it as like the business that it is. Yeah. Your, your country is making a very good deal with Landlist. Oh, yeah. You can oh, just yeah. price anything at any price. Anything. You know, like one bullet, $10. Whatever you want. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to say no? Yeah. <laughs> Russia's coming. You're yeah. not gonna pay for that. All right. You want the MRIS? Uh, you want the rockets? No, per rocket, some, ten million dollars. You want some man pads? You want some javelins? No. All right. Well, good luck. See you in hell. So, no, you got exactly, pay for it, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and I, it's very It's very weird that you know the pro Ukraine pro Ukraine crowds are not seeing that. Yeah. And um, and this this problem is now you know spreading around the world because of the the food crisis. And uh, fuel crisis coming out from this war, mm-hmm. and um, and then we, then then you at the same time you have a very bad luck where India have a failed harvest because of a drought. There's a heat wave that hit them just before they go to the harvest, so they lost the lost a lot of the the potential that they have to you know to feed the world. So now the the world is more dependent on Russia even now, and then uh, we have Pakistan going crazy. Uh, they just remove a very popular president so and then you have uh, china feeling very itchy you know they want to scratch that taiwan back <laughs> oh, they, oh they're gonna oh, they're gonna get it too they that it they, yeah they're gonna get it's this fall or it's 2030 or whenever but they're they're gonna it, go for it yeah so but that could be also so i think you know that could be also something to do with the internal problem within china maybe the there's a some very serious financial issues within uh-huh. china that we are not seeing Maybe people in the know, they probably will know better. And wars, wars are usually very good at, for covering up you know, problems uh-huh. or even eliminating debts. So that is my worry. You see, we have the, in China, we have that real, real estate crisis, right? Where all the biggest real estate companies are closing down. Uh-huh. So those are signals where you can know that something is going very wrong in China. And then... That's why you, you have this escalation of talking about going to war about with Taiwan and all the all the things that are coming up. So I'm very worried because I'm very near to Taiwan, you know. In, I'm in Singapore and uh Southeast Asia, we are not very far away, maybe four or five hours flights, three three hours flight. So and then some and then if the war breaks out, uh China is not is definitely going to capture the rest of the South China Sea or the islands. Then of course they will get involved with my region. And then my country will be stuck in the middle because we are good friends, good friends with both countries. Yeah. So a lot of things happening in, China, in Asia, but I only talk about Ukraine. <laughs> have you, have you, uh, have you interviewed Gordon Chang? 
Hello, not yet. I, I heard of his name a lot, but uh, yeah, no, no. I've, I've had him on. Been... I've had him on several times. I think I could probably put you in touch with him if you want, <laughs> or not. I don't care. It's whatever you want. Maybe next time. Uh, because the problem now is, uh, when I cover the Ukraine war, it takes me five hours. Yeah. Just to plot everything, uh, to go through all the all my different sources. I have the Russian pro-Russian sources. Uh, mostly in the Telegram, and then I also you know have the pro-Ukrainian sources, which are mostly on Twitter. Yeah. So I actually have uh, over how many? Maybe almost a hundred keywords that I use tweet that to you know to monitor, and then I will go through the entire list to to track the entire front line to see if anything is happening because the pro pro Russian analysts or the channels may not show may not talk about everything, yeah. especially things that are not going well for the Russians. Uh, yeah. They will not to report about it. Yeah. They'll keep quiet. Then that's where you have to get from the Ukrainians, and yeah. then the the, the pro Ukrainian ones. Then the pro Ukrainians one would never never talk about the success of the pro Russian, I mean the the Russian successes, until they can't hide it. Then you were like, ah, oh, then that happened, you know. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, it's kind of weird. You have to cover. You have to look at the Russian sources to see what Ukraine's doing and look at the Ukraine correct, correct. So so that's what I do. It's weird. So yeah. which is why I, I um I got the following is because you know both sides. Are actually getting information that they want from me, because you no, know, if they go to a YouTube channel that is pro-Russian, then it's very hard for them to get the pro-Ukrainian yeah. information. Whereas they go to the pro-Ukrainian one, then it's all you know marshmallows and you know, rainbows and unicorns. So, so you're so you're the you're the Rothschild Bank. You're 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 funding both sides of the conflict. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so. Earlier days, no, because earlier days where there's a lot more Russian successes in the first month or two, then you know a lot of people just keep commenting that you know I'm pro-Russian. Nowadays, it's not bad. I got both sides. Yeah. You can have in the same comment, you're pro-Russian, then the other one is yeah, you're pro-Ukrainian. Yes. <laughs> so then, then, then you have another comment saying, hey, you got both comments. That means you're doing something right. Exactly. If everybody hates you, you're doing it well. It's yeah, and uh, I'm so jealous that you're still on YouTube and that you got monetized. They never monetized me. They banned me last August. You, you never got monetized? Even I, I thought your last count was at 5,000. That's a lot. Yeah, you, the rule was that you had to break 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 yeah. watch hours. And I had broken 5,500 subscribers. And I think I was at like 10,000 watch hours. And they never monetized. And I tried. I tried. I kept sending them emails. They wouldn't let me do it. And then... Oh, I started no. interviewing Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone, and they're like, "Hey, don't." They're like, "Hey, don't do that." And I was like, "No." And then a second time, they're like, "Don't do that." And I was like, "No." And a third time, they're like, "Final warning." And I was like, "Fuck yourself." And then they're like, "You're banned." And I was like, "All right, well, that yeah. was surprising." Yeah, because they did the, the the wrong thing. They should monetize you you first. Then you'd be like, "No, you have a stake in it." That I have so, an incentive. Okay, yeah, they should have the corrupted. Money, right? They should have corrupted yeah. me. They should have started yeah, paying me that, that sweet YouTube money, and then would have yeah. shut my fat mouth. But they made so the now, mistake of turning me into a radical. So now I'm so bought by the Americans now that yeah. I'm like, it's fan, it's very funny on Twitter. No, because people think that I'm I'm pro Russian because um I'm just I just want people to know to to face the reality. Russia is winning, mm-hmm. and uh, helping Ukraine to give them more weapons and armor and you know, armaments is just going to make things worse. Yeah, yeah. For the people of Ukraine, it's not re- you're not really stopping the Russians. You can't stop them. They uh-huh. they are ultimately uh, an army built to fight the NATO yeah. even though they wouldn't win the conventional war against NATO but they got nuclear weapons and just purely on conventional weapons they should be more than enough to fight Ukraine Absolutely. so that, that is the reality 
And you no, know, then then of course, so I, I sometimes I like to throw on Twitter. I just like to throw all these you know pro Ukrainian people. Then after that, then you know people they will come and say, um, um, so how much the Kremlin paid you in rubles? Then I was that's the best comment. That's the best compliment. How much you then I was, paid? The best part is I always reply, um, no, I got I get US dollars from America. Okay. It's the Americans that are paying me. Zelensky <laughs> pays me well, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's well, I mean, you got to think like that was the whole purpose behind. That's what Eisenhower saw. That, or that, Yeah, that's what Eisenhower saw after Truman was that that's why they wanted a bunch of tactical nukes, because it was cheaper. It was cheaper to to keep the Russians at bay because we knew that we could, but it was going to cost an arm and a leg to match them tank for tanks. And this was right, like 50s, 1950s, tank yeah, for yeah, tank, yeah. plane for plane, everything. Right. The whole idea was like Russia has this massive force let's use our technological advancement and try to keep them at bay with tactical nukes and then of course russia got the nukes but that being said that was for the u.s you can go toe-to-toe with the u.s maybe they wouldn't win but you know if i go if if lebron james and michael jordan go up against each other and lebron james loses to michael jordan okay that doesn't mean lebron james isn't still gonna run a train on the rest of us so like sure maybe they couldn't take on 2022 america but they could still bulldoze Ukraine, which they're doing. Yeah, they're already doing. So, so, so what happened is that, um, um, just for overview for your viewers who don't really understand what it's like, uh, if you play computer games, if you play real-time strategy games, you, you, there was always a point in the map that you are fighting very hard. And then the front line may not move, but you know you're losing. You're losing all your troops. You're sending all your troops and you're starting to trickling your troops because you're not uh, having enough mass. But the front line will not move. So it, what we are seeing now is that the front line is moving very slowly. But the moment you run out of enough forces, then they are going up to you 10 to 1. Then that will be the point where they will just sweep across and go all the way to your base and that's that's when you reach you reach quit right <laughs> you're like yeah. before they reach your base and destroy everything you just ah fuck it i guess yeah, yeah, gonna yeah, resign. Yeah, just, i'm done yeah so so what what we are seeing now is that for the past three months this seems like the front line doesn't move a lot but actually the ukrainian military is you not know, really running out which is why they are always begging and you know threatening people for for more weapons and stuff yeah. because uh good good way to tell is that you know all the new vehicles and armor vehicles or artilleries, the moment they reach Ukraine, they are already at the front within three days, three, within five days to three days, three to five days, which means that they don't even you know, build a battalion or regiment around all these new weapons. They just have to send it directly to the front, which means that at the front, they actually have a severe shortage of uh, equipment, heavy equipment. And, and not just that, we have the mobilizations and everything. So, so despite what whatever you know, all the smoke and mirrors that are throwing out, you know, all these are signals that they are actually losing the war very badly. The front line may not move because if you are winning, you will not push them so fast. You just you know, continue to send your, send your trickle, trickle move your units here. I will slowly destroy them. The moment you are unable to bring in more, then I'll move forward. And then that's what we're seeing now. So it's like, uh, it's like treading water or something. Right, you're treading water. Let's say you're out at sea, you're treading water for nine hours, 10 hours, 20 hours. It doesn't look like you're losing, you're still above water. But the second you've like used that last glucose molecule and your muscles seize up, all of a sudden you plummet. And but it happens, 
but it happens like that. So it looks like it's overnight. So we're keeping yeah. it's like stimulus checks or something. We're artificially we're pushing <laughs> this thing forward. We're pushing this thing forward. And then all of a sudden, it, it's, it's exactly just like the financial system, right? So every time you see that you no know, all the big banks and all the you no know, financial analysts will say the same thing. Is it the you no know, fundamentals are strong, you no know, the, the stocks are high, then the moment, but the crash is always suddenly. <laughs> Yeah, why does oh, it always happen on like what? It's always like a Black Thursday. Oh, we're or, shocked! But then <laughs> one week or two weeks ago, they already sold everything. Yeah, they were telling oh, you yeah. that everything is strong. You should buy now. Then uh-huh. while you're buying, they're selling. Yeah. Then after yeah. that, you no. Know, when it happens, like, oh no, what the hell? We didn't know. You know, we'll learn oh, next time. I'm this... myself. Yeah. But then they were actually laughing at home. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're they're running home with all their money. So yeah. So it does seem like. Uh, did you ever read the book uh, World War Z about zombies? World War Z. Yeah, <clears throat> not zombie. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I heard about it. I heard about this book, but I haven't read. I don't have time to read anything nowadays. I I, I didn't. I read this in two thousand nine, so I don't have time to either. But it's it's one of like it's probably the best fiction book I've ever read, and it was it's kind of eerie because it uh because it actually it actually kind of plays out much like COVID played out in terms of just because what World War Z was it wasn't like a your normal zombie movie. It was about like it was like written from like the standpoint of like what happened over the world. Like how do nations change? How do the economy crash? How do the militaries move around? How do c- civilians? Mm-hmm. So it was actually really, it was less about like, you know, zombies eating your brains. It was more about how you actually, how the world changed. And, um, but there was one thing uh, that the U S military did. And like, obviously it's a fictional book, but they were like, we're going to burn in hell for this. Because what they would do is, so they had like their bunkers where the VIPs, the generals, all of them were, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're good. They're the, from the Cold War. They have this shit right. They can stand ground for a thousand years, <clears throat> but they would find these enclaves of humanity, you know, maybe like a walled off town or something where people would make mm-hmm. these makeshift, almost medieval forts. And what they would do was they would, uh, every once in a while, they'd go airdrop water, MREs, a bunch of ammo, medicine. And uh, they would drop pamphlets saying, like, you know, we're not going to forget you. Like, you know, Uncle Sam's going to save you. <laughs> but what they were doing was they were keeping those enclaves alive because the zombies would always go there instead of to the bunkers. And they said, mm-hmm. we're going to burn in hell for this because we're keeping them alive. And I can't help but think that's Ukraine. That's we're, yeah, like, hey, yeah. we're like, hey, 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 we don't want Russia coming to our shores. Hey, Ukraine, here's some javelins. Here's 40 billion dollars. What do you need? Here yeah. it is. And remind, meanwhile, we're at home sitting fat and happy and safe. Yeah. And, and, and the best part is Russia didn't even want this war. No. They don't want. Why would they want to mess up that thing? They were doing very, really well before the, you know, the entire Europe Maidan. They were doing very well. Because of the Euro Maidan, they, because they have to secure the Sevastopol port in Crimea, they have no choice. They have to go in because they know that whoever they are overthrowing, it was uh, who is taking over after the overthrow of the president is going to be utterly pro-West. So they have no choice. They have to capture. If, if not, then if they enter Crimea after you know, everything has come down, then it will be like a declaration of war. Then it will be like a totally different thing. It's, it will be more like what is happening now. Yeah. So I, I think that's why the, the Russians you know while they are having anarchy, right? They just take over Crimea. But we are also seeing that the Baltic states are similar. So because Ukraine is running out of soldiers and uh, the populations are losing the will to fight, uh, a lot of people, a lot of the, these civilians, they are mobilized, they are untrained. Uh, I heard one of them was, he, 
one of the POW said that he only shot uh, two times range, live bullet, 12 bullets each. That means really? he went for live firing, 12 bullets twice. That's it. That's their training. And then they go to the front. Jesus. I, I fired more rounds in my, in my conscription, my national service. In my first five live firing session, I shot more, <laughs> shot more than that. So this is quite scary to, to, to hear this. Of course, we can say that it might be misinformation, but I think it, it might have some ground given how the trend of the war is going. They really have, don't have time to waste bullets. They, they really don't have time to, to do training. And because in Singapore, we have conscription. So everyone go through you know, uh, two years of service, at least. I went through six because I was a professional soldier. Then, uh, But the our basic military training is three months. <laughs> so when I hear about people doing two weeks and go to the front, and then I remember me training for three months and still feel like an idiot, yeah. I, I have no idea how they're going to fight. Yeah. They're all going to die. Yeah. They're going to die. It's, it kind of just sounds like World War One. Just... It's yeah, yeah, they're, they're just throwing people, you know, to, to the die. Meat, the meat grinder, just throw them yeah, in, yeah. throw them in, throw them that's in. That's exactly the term that they are using. Yeah, so, well, that's, so that's what they called Verdun, didn't it? Like the, this, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a French, throw, yeah, you just throw, yeah, you just throw men into it and just just burn each other down. You know, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of like superheroes or something. When you, they both have like yeah. a laser and the laser yeah, yeah, shooting yeah, yeah. at each other and they're doing that thing, but that's what they're and doing. Then, is they're just doing and then success means 100 meter game. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then you just bulldoze through. So, so which is where I'm also worried that, like, what you say just now about World War Z, where you know they are just using other countries to fight to you no know, keep safe. Then we might actually see the Baltic states will be the next. Yeah. You no, know, that's why now we have the Lithuania problem with the Kaliningrad, where they are actually so Lithuania is closing the railway line, not closing, but they are actually restricting certain goods uh, because of EU sanctions okay. against Russia. So Kaliningrad is an enclave away from Russia territory. So they need to go through uh, the Baltic states and the and Belarus to actually reach. So so the railway the railway have to go through Lithuania, and then Lithuania is saying that we are going to apply the EU sanctions, and then certain kind of goods will not be able to go through to Kaliningrad. However, the the number of goods that including construction materials everything is fifty percent of all the goods they're going to go through by train, and then now the Russia and Belarus is like declaring that no. This is utterly unacceptable and everything. And then uh, war is, you know, the tension of war is starting to, you can feel it in Lithuania now. So the Lithuania, half of them is like supportive. So half of them are freaking out. So I, one, of the comment, uh, one of the comments told me, uh, he's, who is from Lithuania. So yeah, so that's the danger, is it? Because if Ukraine is falling, then NATO, if they have this warp mindset that Russia is actually, you know, like what they say, you know, trying to expand, then they might actually sacrifice away the Baltic states, you know, as another front line, just to keep you no know, the Russians away. I'm not sure if that will happen. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. So it's a scary day, a scary time nowadays. How much longer do you see this going on in Ukraine? Because we're, you know, we're talking about how it's inflation. It's it's kind of fake. It's like all these things, like the stock market crash. It eventually crashes. The guy treading water eventually it goes crash down. Multiple days, a, multiple, a few years ago, man, it still not crashed. So I'm very, very worried. Uh-oh. You know, typically they have this idea, they have this concept that you know every seven years you have some kind of recession. So because the market needs to correct itself, uh, we are way, way overdue. 
like right, way overdue. Well, we kind of the we last still, recession was Obama time, you know. Yeah, oh wait, yeah, we yeah, still, wait. we still really haven't the COVID recession really hasn't hit yet. We've been yeah, so that's we, not the real recession. <laughs> you get you ever just get like you ever get shit faced and the next day you're so so hungover there's nothing to do but have another beer. Huh. You ever do that to just put a yeah, push yeah. the hangover off? Yeah, and then like the and then you get fucked up the second day and the third day you wake up. And there's that moment where you go, I can have another beer, but you go, the, the hangover's coming. I have to pay the bill. Like, it's coming. And there's yeah. really, I always just white knuckle it and I go, here we go. I just got to, I get terrible anxiety and I, I just lay in bed and it goes away. But that's yeah. kind of where we are now. Like, COVID was, we got shit faced. And the next morning, we all had margaritas in the form of stimulus checks and printing a yeah, yeah. million dollars. And now the third morning we woke up and instead of going sober, we went, fuck it, we're going to go to war. Now we're waking up on the fourth morning and it's like, dude, we're going to have to go to a hospital and get some like intravenous Valium or we're going to die. But what yeah. we've been doing really since World War II is just we just keep waking up and having another beer, hoping that, I don't know, as long as the beer doesn't run out, we're good. Yeah. And then and then the U.S. stock market is still on all time high. It's still going up, you know, even during Trump time, even the COVID time. like. How could that be reality? You know, it doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> then remember, we have like the during the COVID type crisis, you know, the oil is free. The the, every barrel is like, you no, know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then now you have to, like, you have to pay the bills now. Yeah. And we're all <laughs> like, well, what's this shit? I mean, yeah, it seems like we're going to try to kind of fudge the books with like a war, right? I mean, I mean, I fear that we're going to just keep pushing the bill back and the only way to really pay it is just going to be like a world war. Because when there's yeah. like a world war, and I say this in a very limited knowledge. Like the, the Great Depression, what happened to the Great Depression, right? Yeah. Because World War II saved USA from the Great Depression. 100%. Defense Production Act. Get everyone going. All the men, you're going to war. All the kids, you're collecting cans and scrap metal. All the women, you're making shells and gas masks. Yeah. And then there's no one to pay back because you killed them all. No, we and, have the fifties, and it's good. And, right? and the best part is, this is exactly what I mentioned about China as well. Yeah, because well, China—that's my next point—is how are we going to do? Oh, what you were saying with China, I was looking at it from because China also have the financial problem, right? Because yeah, they yeah. have been, you know, printing money to build all their you no know, gold cities. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wild, wild expansion, you no know, building stupid amount of bullet bullet trains that doesn't make money and everything, and then they are spending their military. Still, you no know, giving bribes and everything while they closing, they close the entire economy and uh, avoid, uh, prevent uh, fin- uh, the money to go out. So they're gonna have problems, and they might go to war to solve it. And if USA did the same thing, we're gonna have a World War Three. Well, that's that's where it kind of seems like it's all going, because everybody's yeah. got these like debts to pay, and we're all just looking like, hey, it's worked before, and none of the people pulling the strings are gonna be killed. What do they care? So. Yeah, I mean, China poured more concrete between 2014 and 2016 than the United States did between 1900 and 2016. That's from Brigadier General yeah. Robert Spalding's book, Stealth War. Yeah. Oh, although yeah. the quality of the concrete is uh, uh, suspicious. Hey, don't question it. Don't question <laughs> yeah. it. Don't question the great state of China. Our concrete is good. Our concrete number one. It's That's what it <laughs> is, man. But that's but we kind of are at this point where it's like, I mean, what are we now? Like $32 trillion in debt. And I mean, we've got like a quadrillion dollars in derivatives and unfunded liabilities. 
I mean, yeah. come on. Everybody's out of work. We have no manufacturing base. If they take yeah, Taiwan, we're going to have no microchips. What's going to happen yeah. is we're going to go sitting around and go, huh, we have all these problems, but we've also got a $10 trillion war machine. How are we ever going to solve this problem? We're going to go bulldoze <laughs> the world. It's so it's so clear. Luckily, yeah. I'm 31. I think I'm over the draft age. So I think huh. I'm good. I think I'm good. I will... I will be part of the propaganda network. I've got the flag. I'm a white guy. I'll be part of the propaganda. I'll spread the propaganda. You tell me what you need, Uncle Sam. But yeah, I think World War III is probably. But it's weird because unlike World War II, there is the possibility that the elites also get screwed because of thermonuclear warheads on ICBMs. Yep, yep. That wasn't a possibility in in World War II. I mean, it literally ended when we got the fission bomb, but... Yep. So this is what I I want. uh, I I was warning people about as well. Uh, I think maybe on Twitter. So I was saying that, you know, I think on YouTube, on on Twitter, I was saying that don't bet. So so Lithuania is very bullish now. You know, they're like, you know, sticking to their... To their words and you no know, trying to act like they are the strong guy, you know, talking down Russia and stuff. They're saying that Russians are idiots. Uh, Lithuanian. Okay. So so but that was big they are they dare to say all these things because they have NATO backing. Yeah. So 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 and then actually you don't call it NATO, it's actually just USA. The, yeah. the yeah. rest of yeah, 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 the yeah, rest yeah. of Europe is like, you know, their ministry is <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Lithuania is talking big shit because they've got NATO behind them, but NATO's like, we're not real, we're just the US. And it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a surprise. It's the war economy, yeah. it's the so, military um, industrial complex. What so a shocker. the danger is that what makes you think that the Americans will come and save you? That's the big question. Why would they want to risk a World War Three? Because, like what you say, today's war is different. In a nuclear war, a ICBM can hit any location. Anything. So so for example, I was I was saying the example. For example, if war breaks out and um and NATO declares war, right? Because Russia invaded into Lithuania, and then because Lithuania is the NATO country, so NATO have to trigger at Article Five. Uh-huh. But then the Russians say, uh, the Russians launch a hypersonic ICBM into London and kill off Boris Johnson, and then the entire of London is gone. Yeah. And then and then Putin won. The, if you are, if the countries still do not withdraw from this war, the individual member states don't withdraw from the war. The next missile, the next ICBM will be on your capital. Yeah. How many countries will quit? Turkey will. Turkey will quit before the war even start. It was like, oh, we have withdraw from NATO, and then you have Italy or France. They were like, no, Macron would like say, sorry, we are out. Yeah. I'm not going to die for for Lithuania. Yeah. And, no, and, that, and that's true. That's the thing and, is like we sorry. Keep going. And then USA only wants money. They just want to make money. So there's no reason to die for Lithuania. So, so that's why I, I felt that the, you know, the bullishness of the Baltic states you know, and Poland is, you know, is too much. They are too confident that the protection of NATO will keep them from the Russians and then they can just say whatever they want. I feel that that is very bad politics, a very bad diplomacy and, and they are risky, taking a big risk you know, to trust the Americans. Yep. <laughs> I don't think USA is a very good country to tr- put all your trust in. No, Henry Kissinger, it is dangerous <laughs> to be an enemy of the United States. It is fatal to be an ally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll throw you right under the fucking bus. We'll, th- we'll, we'll wave the bus down and throw you under. Yeah. 
like for example, um, lately, lately Finland and Sweden want to join the NATO. Now, of course, NATO will say, come, come, jo- join us, join us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you think NATO want you to join? They want you to be the front line yeah. so that the war does not go to Germany. The war doesn't reach France yeah. so that you'll be the front line. The Russian soldiers will die there in your country with your people. Well, that is the reason why they want you to be there. World Same War thing Day. as Turkey. Yeah. Same thing as Turkey. And Turkey. But the thing about Turkey is that they know it very well. So that's why I say in, in any case of a NATO war, Turkey will be the first one to say, sorry, we will quit NATO. We will be neutral. Because they already have a very bad relationship with NATO now. So there's no reason that for them to die for the white people. Yeah. They were just like, no, this is not my war. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the World War Z thing again. It's that we want you to join so that you can be a buffer. It does yeah. Yeah, if if he shot a if he shot like a hypersonic or whatever an ICBM right into London, yeah, nuke London, you know, doctrine would say seventy seven years of doctrine would say that that we're gonna start nuking everyone. But I've always wondered what would actually happen if someone used a nuke. Like, uh, do you have these like steel faced generals like fire the nukes, or do you have someone going? Hold I think on. they were all. I think they were all. Panic and peace on their pants. I think they shit their <laughs> pants. No, I've always wondered that. Like, what would actually happen? I've also always wondered, like, what if you are, what if you're the United States or you're Russia or whoever, and it's the Cold War, and we launched three thousand ICBMs over the North Pole, and you see them all coming, and you know there's nothing to do to stop them, and that your country's going to be an irradiated wasteland. I've always yeah. wondered, like, do you return fire? Or do you, in a moment of clarity, go, we're dead no matter what. If we press the button, all of humanity is over. Or, and it seems like a total beta bitch move, do you just take the ICBMs to the face and let humanity go? Because you're done. Once they're coming to you, you're done. You cannot. Deterrence (laughs) works in theory. And it's worked beautifully since 1949 when the Soviets got the A-bomb. But once it's in the air... Why it comes up to me and you throw a grenade to me and I've got a grenade to throw to you. I know already I'm dead. Sure, I can get yeah. revenge on you. Or there's only two of us in the world. And I'm like, am I going to end humanity? Because I'm already done. I'm already done. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't prepare for it and go, there's no winning nuclear war. No, you have your nukes for deterrence. But mm-hmm. once it actually happens, I've always wondered. Which the deterrence has failed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what's the point? Do you, in all of your, in all of your, your, your high-minded, you know, we're gonna ruin the world. We're gonna turn the entire thing into an ember. Or yeah. in a moment I, of clarity, do you zoom out and look at humanity from ancient Egypt till now, and you go, "Am I really gonna bring down the whole ship because of me?" Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you have to have some crazy Curtis LeMay motherfucker or General <laughs> MacArthur who's like, "Hell yeah, we're gonna end it all." And it's like, all right, yeah. but like. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, right? I mean, LeMay was barking mad. I love Curtis LeMay, but he was barking mad. He wanted to go in and nuke, uh, nuke Cuba, and JFK wouldn't let him. And it wasn't until like 40 years later we found out that, that they already, that the Russians already had uh, tactical nukes in Cuba. We didn't know that for 40 years. So it would have been over. And, and, and not just yeah. that, no? They, they have a nuclear submarine that was already following the US carrier group. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just waiting for the, waiting for the, the moment yeah. to press the nuclear button to destroy the entire carrier. And and that and the that submariner said like no I'm not going to do it. <laughs> There's that one Russian submariner Yuri something and he got I think he got court martialed, but he was told to come up and fire. 
And he said, no, because the whole thing's over. So I've always wondered that. And then, so that then, so to go on your point, now let's water that down. What if instead of 3,000 ICBMs, and let's make it one, and instead of them coming at your home, they're coming at London, and all of a sudden, boom, and the room goes quiet, and we're all going, holy shit, they just did one. And we've got our finger right on the button, and Russia's got theirs right on the button, but nobody's firing. And Putin goes, okay, now what? Let's talk. (laughs) I think you fucking talk. I think you get really real, really quick. Everybody takes the Ukrainian flag off their Twitter handle, and all of a sudden it goes, fuck this shit. I still want to go get Uber Eats and go get drunk at the bar and play PlayStation and jerk off. I don't want nuclear war. But this is exactly the kind of scenario that I think will happen. Because I Putin, you know, a lot of people think Putin is crazy, but he's not. He's one of the most uh, prudent guy and most practical, pragmatic, you know, uh, leader around. He he don't go to war easily, and he always you know very reserved. He try not to. Uh, remember, in Turkey shot down a Russian plane in over Syria. Russia did nothing, nothing, not even a sanction, not even a thing against Turkey. They only called an ambassador over. So you no, know, Russia have you no know, a lot of self control, but so in a situation where they really want to warn, I believe there will be that one nuclear missile, just one, but it will make an impact that they will they will probably it will probably destroy NATO, I guess, because if you hit London and NATO do not react, NATO is gone. NATO is as good as it's over. Then Lithuania will start to shit their pants. <laughs> I don't think though. I don't think oh, everyone shit in their pants. I don't. Again, in all my wisdom, I don't think they'd hit London. I think London's too, too important. I think it's too important. It's too similar to America. It's a bunch of rich white guys. I think, <laughs> I think maybe they would nuke like, like Lithuania or something, or they nuke Kiev, something because, where it's just far enough that we'd be like, all right. I, because I don't think it will be Lithuania because uh, I think there's a lot of Russian people staying there. Okay. If I'm not wrong, so okay. so. They still want the land if they were to capture it. They are not uh, going to... I don't think maybe. they will hit Poland because Poland will go all nuts. They will become Ukraine number two. So I don't think they will hit Poland. So maybe they, they just hit like Sweden UK, or something. I believe it, it might be UK because UK is crazy now. He's Under Boris Johnson, it's too important. they are just keep pushing for war now. Just keep pushing for war. And, and, and in, in fact, I'm not sure if you're aware. I have been... Uh, it's just not just me. There is the after UK you no know, Brexit away from EU. There is this a uh, strategic competition between UK and the rest of the United uh, the European Union, and this war now is not just a proxy between the West and Russia, but it's also a proxy between EU and UK, which is why UK is you no know, they are gathering their own allies, where you no know, the Baltic states and Poland is behaving very differently from the rest of the European Union. They are super super bullish. And then they are backed by UK, which is U- UK is the one of the most active uh, providers of arms and weaponry to U- uh, to Ukraine. Because from my understanding, UK is trying to build a new alliance or a new bloc with Poland, the Baltic states, and Turkey. So they want to you know uh, cut in in the middle of uh, Europe, and then uh, to cripple the European Union uh, somehow. You know to reduce the influence of Germany and France. Which is why you know Macron is continuously trying to talk to Putin, 
all the time. Yeah, they're always, you know, Macron is always calling Putin, you know, trying to explain, trying to maybe talk and, and discuss what's happening. Whereas, you know, Boris Johnson would be like going to Kiev, you know, you know, saying hello to the Kiev folks and then saying, we'll give you everything, we are brothers and whatever, whatnot. And Poland is doing the same thing as well. So Poland is just as bullish. They like, they just can't wait to go to war with Russia. So I suspect there might be that undercurrent that is on the West side, in the West, is not exactly you no know, one collective, but there is actually uh, two factions. In fact, three factions because USA is on their own, America is on their own. Then you have the Germany, France-led European Union, and then you have UK on their own, you no know, doing their, doing their own thing. So, so I think the it's not so clear uh, when if the three, Article Five Article Five is triggered, like Lithuania got uh, invaded, then what would they do? And who knows, Macron might be already calling to Putin to say that, you know, whatever happens, you no, know, don't hit us, you can hit UK, it's okay. Uh, yeah, hit yeah. London, kill, kill, kill Boris, is best don't touch us, we will surrender immediately. You know, we do not know, you know, this kind of thing will happen. But, but see, if I'm Putin and I get that phone call, I'm going to nuke France. Because really? I, I'm going, well, no, think about it. We're going on the idea that America, we won't fire all the nukes immediately, right? We're going to go, well, let's talk. Yeah. If UK is as fucking crazy as you're saying they are, and I think they probably are, they also have their own nukes and they have their own pride. And they might say, if America's not backing us, you know, God save the queen and fire their nukes, in which case the whole thing's fucked because it's going to devolve so quickly that China's going to start doing shit. India, Pakistan, we are going to get that mm-hmm. global thermonuclear Armageddon. But if France is going, hey, we're not going to do anything, and all Putin wants is one city, warning a shot. well, I'm hitting Paris then. He just showed me that he just he just showed me his butt and said, fuck me. So now I'm going to nuke him. If, if the idea is not to throw the world into nuclear war, that's what I would do. Don't hit the crazy UK guys. Mm, I mean, I don't know anything. I mean, what the, the hell do I know? I have a biology so, so, degree. So the problem now, so so the problem with the power balance between you know, Russia and the West is that the Russians now has hypersonic weapons. Yeah. So which means that you can launch uh, missiles yeah, yeah, that yeah. cannot be stopped. So yeah, yeah, nuclear missiles that cannot be stopped yeah. is crazy. Now, the second thing is that the Russians, while they created the poison, which is the hypersonic missiles, they also created the antidote. They have the S-500. The S-500 is the surface-to-air missile that can shoot down a hypersonic weapon, which means that it can easily shoot down any ICBMs. Uh, although I'm not sure how many of these S-500s they have. Uh, where are they positions? I have no idea. But... I don't think if they, they have the if they have the capability to shoot down any ICBMs or most of the ICBMs, then the entire nuclear deterrence will be over. It's, it doesn't work. I, and that is the danger now. I I would somewhat <laughs> I would somewhat disagree because I look at like uh, the Sprint ABM that the United States built in the fifties and sixties, and then an even crazier one called Hybex, and we could shoot down ICBMs, and it worked. And we had multiple yeah. layers, right? Correct. The idea was, and this is what kind of this is what fell behind um, Curtis LeMay's post World War II strategy is is three prongs. He said the sneak attack of Pearl Harbor, the devastation of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and the fact that no matter what, one bomber, at least one bomber, always got through. So now, instead of conventional dumb bombs, if you have nuclear bombs, one will always get through. So yeah. that was our, I think. I think that was like our logic with strategic air command was we had all these ABM sites and we were like, we might be able to shoot down. Let's say best case scenario, 99%. 
one percent is still from LA to New York is a radiated wasteland. So that's what they're probably yet. Yeah, no, I mean they probably do it. The SA five hundred probably does shoot down shit. Probably does shoot down hypersonics. You only need one to get through though, and you yeah. you shoot. Sure, maybe they can shoot down ninety percent. We do a saturation attack with twenty five hundred missiles. SLBMs, yeah. ICBMs, fired from B2s. They're stealthy. They come in. Each of those is a MERV, and they all scatter like shotguns. You get 99%, great. We're still hitting you with a gigaton of nuclear Armageddon. And, and, I don't and, know. and I think we are seeing that in Ukraine as well, because despite all the you know, anti-aircraft, you know, anti-missiles technology, yeah. Russian, Russian positions still get hit by missiles. Yeah. So, so you are right. You're right. It's, well, that was the thing, as Eisenhower said, is like, Right, because we had well, I guess under Kennedy we had the Pershing missiles, but Eisenhower said that like we it's still to this day we know it's real that the Soviets have they put their nuclear subs right off international waters, right off DC, so that it's a four minute time of flight. That's my favorite book ever is Raven Rock by Garrett Graff. It's all about the continuity of government. And Eisenhower talked about he was like, there's gonna be no, there's not gonna be this moment where we see the bombers coming and we have to make a decision. That's why he said you had to have NORAD, you had to have, you had to have uh, uh, Greenbrier Hotel, you had to have Raven Rock, you had to have Mount Weather. You had to have all these bunkers ready, stocked, and up and running 24-7 because it was, I mean, what is that? It's a, that's 240 seconds. That's how long it'd pop up off the shore, right? Right from the, just come right at us. There's no way to defend against that. The only way to defend against that is deterrence and having a government hidden underneath a, a mountain of granite. I can only imagine that we probably have something right there too. So where, yeah, they could probably shoot down most of it, but you only yeah. need one. And then it's the whole thing is Moscow. done. That's, That's all you need is one. And then you have all these other countries now, and this isn't just Russia, us now. I mean, France, India, Germany, UK, Pakistan, China. China. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe Israel, maybe yeah. North Korea. Maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe israel yeah wink 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 but like but that they all have them so now so now let's say we shoot all these 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 slbms icbms mr whatever and let's say russia zapping them down left and right and maybe the u.s maybe we do have some sort of star wars system and we're zapping them left and right but you have all these other countries and they're using their own kind of like gauging the world but they still see a flash in new york a flash in Moscow, a flash in Tokyo. It's over. They're they're not going. Let's wait for it to calm down. They're all going. Fire the missiles. Eat shit. Like so I don't. I think you'd have to only do one. You'd have to do a hypersonic. I would honestly, if I were them, I would go for like. No, I would go for Ukraine. That's what Ukraine. I would. Do. I'll go for Ukraine because there's already sort of this public idea. acceptance that we're destroying just Ukraine. Yeah, yeah just you pull your guys out or have some sacrificial guys, whatever. I don't know. But like hit them, not even in a special spot, and do like a tack nuke. Do like five kilotons. Do a little baby nuke. Just a little bit of nuke. Just the tip. And then that's how you get everyone. To, I think if you hit London, I think that's I think that's game over, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking game over. Well, but, but that was just my example. So oh, I don't I'm, know what... I'm like pinning you down on London. I'm like, God damn it, why? We can't hit London. You're like, Jesus. Same, I didn't say that they would, they would hit, hit London. I'm just saying that as an example, if uh, if the Russians decided to use a nuke as a warning, yeah, yeah, yeah. then NATO will collapse really fast. Uh, that's my gut feeling, you see, because who dare to you know, take the risk? 
who dare to take the risk? Because all the leaders, all the rich and elites, they want to protect their own interests. Yeah. What's the point of you no know, going stand up and then you die? Yeah. Then there's no point, you no, know, no doing all these things, right? Yeah. So, so, so I believe they will protect their own self interest, and then they will like you know, oh, Baltic states, bye bye. You can go and die. It's okay. Oh yeah. No, it'll get really real, really quick, and people yeah. will see that NATO is just an idea on paper. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see the that. Is Joe Biden say what? 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 I, don't, I don't know if I have. Biden, if if Putin nukes London, Biden will nuke London. So <laughs> fucking, I mean, dude, that might be the only response. That's how you fuck with Putin. Putin nukes London and goes, "Let's talk," and we nuke London and go, "Yeah, let's yeah. talk." We'll 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 do toe to toe to be you. <laughs> Putin's like, "What the fuck was that?" Biden nukes Detroit, and he's like, "I'll kill my own men." That's what you do: is you nuke fucking Detroit. And you you just, kill ten million, I can shoot Q twenty. <laughs> that's what you do. Maybe that's the only way out of this: is we go to Putin and go, "Hey, maybe we both just pummel the shit out of Ukraine, and we'll split it up just like Germany in the Cold War." Yeah, in east, fact, west, east west Ukraine, east yeah, east west Kiev. Yeah. Great. That's 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 actually you know some some people are you know talking about as well that um, Poland is eyeing their old territory you know in Lviv you know on the western side of Ukraine that's which is why you know they are getting very interested which is why also Belarus is you know getting very te- uh, tense that's why they have they they created an entire new command and then they're going to recruit more soldiers into the army to 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 you know for this southern command that was. There's to the border of Ukraine. So they want Poland. If your troops go in, we will go in. So, so which is why Poland don't dare to you know, enter Ukraine just yet. You know, because they can always go in and say we are peacekeepers. Yeah. You know, the, the, the common face, they always like to use peace, peacekeepers. But you, the Belarus, Belarusian basically tell them if Polish Polish troops enter, we will go to war. So, so which is why you know there's still this you know, balance there. There's you no know, things are still you know relatively safe in western ukraine uh, as long as you're not in uh, near any military installations you'll be safe you know what might be an option because there hasn't been an above ground nuclear test since like 1963 i think or is it 73 there hasn't mm. been an above ground test yeah. since then what if russia did an above ground test just like we used to do them in nevada what if they mm-hmm. did a test a very open test. They know the satellites are watching. What if they did an above ground test? It'd be the first atmospheric nuclear explosion in, I mean, well over fifty years. That might mm. be something. Maybe, they, they, but that's so North Korean. What? <laughs> that's so North Korean. Oh, yeah. That's what the North North Koreans will do. Is like, no, you. We are not in the headlines. We need to turn their heads. You cannot forget about North Korea. Let's do a missile test. Yeah, North Korea would get involved. They'd fuck it all up. North Korea would nuke Beijing. and It'd be over. That's the thing. Yeah. Is That would be funny. That, that would be, be so funny. It would be hilarious. I mean, let's, let's be honest. If there is a global thermonuclear exchange for 30 minutes, it will be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually, you know, I, 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 it's my personal belief that North Korea isn't afraid of South Korea. They're afraid of China. Way, yeah. way more than oh, South yeah. Korea. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Do you, do you remember the 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 peace summit, the North Korean summit with uh, between Trump and uh, Kim Jong Un? Yeah. So, so they were 
I believe Kim Jong-un was trying very hard with Trump to you know, kick China out of, that, of this peace talk. So they you know uh, they have all this drama about, you no, know, oh, we're gonna talk, we're gonna meet in Singapore. Then no, we're not gonna meet in Singapore. We're gonna meet in Singapore. Uh, <laughs> so because, yeah. because originally they, they decided to meet in Singapore, then the China the China say that we must be in this talk. Then after that, after that, for some stupid reason, then Trump came out and say, uh, say some uh, some crazy stuff about the North Koreans breaking their promises or whatever. Then the they say the the peace the meeting is cancelled. That actually have a real impact, you know, in Singapore. We just, just suddenly cancelled everything, you know, because we are we already doing all the preparation in Singapore for the meeting. Then suddenly they, Trump just said we are not meeting anymore. Then we cancelled everything. We started to dismantle the stuff. And after that, then one I think one week before the meeting, then suddenly Trump and Kim Jong Un say, oh, the meeting will go on. <laughs> then in Singapore we rush and we re- prepare everything again. <laughs> that was hilarious in Singapore. Then finally they met because. Because the they decided to cancel, so the Chinese cannot they cannot invite the Chinese anymore. Then in the very last minute, they decided to meet again. They don't have to invite the Chinese. So the uh-huh. so they met individually between North Korea and US only, without China China involved. Which means that North Korea isn't really you know they don't really care that much about China. But although Kim Jong Kim Jong Un did uh, take the armored train to to China to meet uh, Xi Jinping to to kind of like explain. Yeah, you, He's like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you call them. Yeah, it's like getting in trouble with your dad. Yeah, at that time I was expecting, I was speculating, maybe they have decided to you know open some American military base in North Korea. <laughs> oh, gee, good lord in heaven! Can you imagine if we had if we had a forward operating bases in North Korea? Yeah, imagine the deal is okay. We are North Korea. We'll we'll eliminate our nuclear weapons, but you, uh, United States must guarantee our our independence. Our security. So you must open U.S. military base in North Korea. That will, that will go crazy in China, man. China will like. What if, what if North Korea joined NATO? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not in the North Atlantic. I, I know <laughs> none of it matters. None of, it, 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 nothing. The North Korean NATO and and Cato, That's what it would be. But but you know, I I was really suspecting that that could happen, and I'm, and I suspect Trump might be trying to do that. Because that's very Trumpish, you know, the kind of thing to do. But yeah, I think he di- he did not manage to you know uh, convince Kim Jong Un to give up the nuclear weapons. I think that's the main problem. So the entire talk collapsed. I don't think you can. I think giving up nuclear weapons is probably the dumbest thing a nation can do. It's your only form of real sovereignty. Just like we're saying, NATO is an idea on paper, but you nuke London, NATO does nothing, and you realize it is nothing. A nuclear weapon is your only form of sovereignty, not just mm-hmm. because you have a couple. Sure, I mean, a couple wouldn't destroy the U.S. You don't need to destroy the U.S. You just got to trigger a global war, and that's deterrence. So if, if, you're a little, if you're a little nation in the middle of nowhere, but you got some nukes, you have the ability, theoretically, to take down the world by simply just, I don't know, selling them to terrorists or something. Mm-hmm. So getting rid of your... I don't really blame them. Why would you want to get rid of your nukes? Well, you you can't you can't trust us. You cannot trust the U.S. Well, fuck you. <laughs> but it was quite. A, I was thinking about it because it, it feels like a very good deal. You give up your nuclear weapons. You got U.S. security, and then they lift all your sanctions. You're not going to stuff. And then you can. And then Kim Jong Un can play on Steam. So you still can play his computer games. So I think sounds like a very good deal. 
just imagine Trump <laughs> sitting there with a laptop and he's like, listen, we're going to take away your, we're going to take away your enriched uranium. Have you thought about playing World of Warcraft on Steam? <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hold on. Hey, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Uh, your social yep. media and shit. Tell everybody where to find you. Okay. So, um, Hello, everyone. This is Wyatt from Defense Politics Asia. And um, you can find the Defense Politics Asia website at defensepoliticsasia.com. Uh, you can also go to the YouTube channel, which I highly encourage you to uh, feed me uh, at uh, youtube.com youtube slash defensepoliticsasia. And uh, you can also follow the, the, uh, me or Defense Politics Asia on Twitter, on Telegram, uh, you can just go to the YouTube channel to find all the links. Uh, we are on Facebook. Uh, we have a Discord channel. And uh, we are, I also have plans to you know, have more channels and uh, doing, do some computer gaming as well. Um, and what else? I have my own YouTube channel called Walking Problem. Uh, the Common Bat with Walking Problem. Uh, it's only 400 over subs, so not a lot. Uh, I have been uh, doing videos on US politics and uh, some other Singapore Singapore related stuff for around a year. I have over 100 over videos there, but I didn't really have that kind of subs. But you can follow me there. Uh, Walking Problem. Uh, Walking Problem have a lot more uh, channels. Uh, I have Gap, Parler, Getter, you know, everything. But that's separately from Defense Politics Asia. That's my personal ones. Um. Yeah, I know. I said I'd only keep you for an hour. I know it's three a.m. your time. I can keep talking for a bit if you want to. I'd love yeah, to, I can. but you I can't. Keep, okay. Ball. All right. Um. So, I was thinking, like, kind of just like we were talking about, like the economy, and it's uh, the economy is strong. The fundamentals are there, and then it falls upside <laughs> down. Everyone's like, how did it happen? We also always kind of have these like these like worst case predictions that don't necessarily come true. Like I remember in I remember in like 2012, there was this mm. like idea of uh operation jade helm and they were getting fema camps ready and there are all these pictures of trains and a lot of people on like reddit were sure that like oh shit obama's gonna start he's gonna cancel the elections and there's gonna and then you know he won the election in 2012 and then he left peacefully in 2016 trump comes in oh there's <laughs> gonna be there's gonna be civil war if clinton if hillary doesn't get in we're gonna have war with trump they're gonna find out he's a russian agent and then nothing <laughs> happens. Oh, COVID's here. COVID's a COVID's a bioweapon. The U.S. will respond in turn. Not really. And so, just like we often say, things are much better than they are, and then they all of a sudden they go belly up. The inverse is that there's also there's always there's also constant predictions of how things are going to escalate into World War Three. Mm-hmm. Is this something that? Now, granted, it's real. It's not theoretical. I mean, Russia and Ukraine are fighting. That's you know, it's very yeah. different than just a, a theory. But it also might be something where in ten years we look back and when remember when we were so certain that that was going to turn to World War. Like, could it just fizzle out like an Iraq War? Maybe it goes for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance of that, or is it too overt that the U.S. is clearly using Ukraine as a proxy? I mean, General Nakazone came out like three weeks ago and said that the NSA was doing active operations against Russia, which for us, we say that a cyber attack is an act of war. <laughs> does this escalate to World War Three, or is this something that could it one just kind of go on like a Vietnam or an Iraq war or two? Could it kind of like faux escalate 
into a cold war again that just lasts for 50 years what do what do you think i think i think the cold war <clears throat> very unlikely to work out uh because the the world needs russia too much in terms of the natural resources so it and it's just not practical eu EU is already struggling economically against the United States. After Trump's uh, tax cut, EU is struggling so hard because USA suddenly becomes so competitive and then you have UK leaving and UK will be actively fighting against EU economically. So they were depending on Russia, which is why they are so you know, unwilling to you know, cut the gas because that's their competitive edge, you see. It's that the, is the cheap gas. It's, it's the, the YouTube monetization. <laughs> they're, they're, they're keeping them on the dole. So, so the, so I, I, I don't think, I think Russia. Okay, my personal feeling is that Russia will come out of this war stronger than ever before. That, and in terms of status, in terms of the influence, even economically, they will be stronger than ever before. Uh, since they left uh USSR, so I, so that's my opinion, which is why I was very against uh my country's sanctioning of Russia, uh because I think that is that is so short sighted, uh because. There is no way Russia is going to lose the war anyway. So, so then I don't think, I think the chances of going to World War III is not that high. Ultimately, because Putin is, like I said, he's a very prudent guy. He's not Hitler, put it that way. Hitler is more, you know, he's very impulsive. Putin is not, he's not this kind of person, which is why I think uh, he will be extremely prudent and try his best not to go to war at all. He will try to put pressure, which is why maybe he's now using the, the, the gas cards to you know to remind the Europeans, you no, know, hello, you are not facing reality. Um that could be the case. Because you Ukraine war doesn't start suddenly. You no, know, it's an escalation, you know, over years. The 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 Europeans themselves, NATO themselves, even the Ukrainians themselves did not believe the Russians would invade. Because the Russians have been gathering troops around Ukraine for years, for the past few years you know every year we have this you no know, russia is getting troops around ukraine and they want to invade and after that, nothing will happen so which is why i believe that you no know, no no one thought that the russians would actually invade ukraine um, but that is i think a misjudgment in terms of the red line because just like you know we always say, like we say that you no know, all these bad predictions never come true so they start to believe this notion where the Russian invasion will never come, yeah. the Putin will never have the guts to actually actually invade. They will only you know give threats, empty threats, you no, know, and get in the troops. But but you know they will then they will probably make believe you know themselves you no, know, brainwash themselves into thinking that the Russians need the Europeans, uh, Europeans so much, they cannot afford a war. The sanctions will destroy the economy. You know, all these things, which now they they try the sanctioning and everything, it doesn't work. Now turn out that the Russians actually don't need anything about from the Europeans or from the West. Most of the things they don't need because they only sell luxury goods inside. They only sell you no know, fast food, but all the you no know, raw ingredients the Russians produce themselves. They have all the raw raw resources. They produce food. They have fuel. They have everything. Uh, just they don't have the you know the brandings and maybe some high tech stuff. Uh, they don't have it. So, but. In comparison to what the Europeans need from the Russians, I uh, think it's just unbalanced. It's better to just trade. And Ukraine is not some angelic country anyway. It's one of the most corrupted countries in Europe. It's full of fucking Nazis. 
So I didn't know about the Nazi thing. I know that they were very corrupted. They were like, you know, the backwaters in Europe. Nobody cares about them. Yeah. No, they are the, like the, the farmers. You know, that no, right nobody gives a damn about. Then it's just like in Southeast Asia, you know, you talk about Cambodia, Laos, or Myanmar. It's like, ah, who talks about them? You know, they are like the backwaters. No, Myanmar go to civil wars, Aung San Suu Kyi got overthrow. Who cares, man? Nobody give up them. Yeah, nobody nobody send the military in, right? Who want to die for the permits? Yeah. It's something like this. No, nobody wants to die for the Ukrainians. So, so I think we will not escalate to that kind of point. But my worry now is, so is China. China, you, you, a few things. US economy a bit. I'm not sure, you know, because of this, all this printing of money, the incredulous debt that you guys have. I don't know how this will turn out. The, the Russians are leading the BRICS nations. They're going to expand the, this, this uh, organization and they are not going to use US dollar in their trade. So that will be a problem. And given the history of US is that US will go to war to stop this kind of thing to, from happening. So that is kind of dangerous. Then we have China, which is uh, economically getting a bit dubious. So they might go to war to cover up maybe. So these are the things that I worry about. I don't, I'm not so worried about NATO going to war with Russia, to be honest. But the, Cal- the this Kaliningrad-Lithuania situation is extremely weird, which is why I suspect it might be, be UK might be behind it rather than NATO. So I saw one tweet, I'm not sure how is it, how true is it, that the EU decided to allow the Russian trains to go through un- unfettered. That means no, no disruptions. Then the Lithuania themselves say no. They must apply the sanction. But I only saw one tweet on it. I haven't really fact-checked this. So I was like, what? The, Lit- the Lithuania trying to suicide? <laughs> so th- I'm not sure. Do you think that our overt use or our overt supplying Ukraine with money, supplies, weapons, intelligence, like the World mm-hmm. War Z, keeping them alive, do you think that could, and this is kind of what I think, I feel like it's less that we're sending a message to Russia and more that we're doing this while looking at China and we're like, Hey, mm. no, we're not going to overtly get involved, but we will, we will use all the money from the United States and NATO and we will prolong mm. it and we will pull you down into a quagmire. I mean, was uh Brzezinski, he's, didn't he architect pulling Russia into Afghanistan and it was to mm. train them. I think that is maybe again in, in all of my wisdom, but I think that's maybe why we're being so overt with Ukraine is mm-hmm. to we're, we're looking at China and we're going we'll do this with Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any validity to that or because yeah, up yeah. until now right, it was just, right, it was, up until now it was always up in the air, right? If China yeah. moves on Taiwan, will the U.S. act? And no one really had a definitive answer because part of us is like, yeah, we're going to do it. The other part's like, dude, are we really trying to go to war with China right now? <laughs> I think this is maybe that's why we're keeping this alive because we're showing yeah. them that like we'll we will make it very painful. But but it looks very ugly now because the sanctions are failing on Russia. Yeah. So maybe China's so like, fuck does, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> no, but China know their limitations, is it? Because China is not Russia. They they do not have uh, they do not produce all the natural resources they need. They don't have fuel. Yeah. They, they they don't even produce produce enough food for themselves. They need to import food. They need to import grains for the pigs, the or the poultry. So they they can't. They are not Russia. Put it that way. So so I I I used to tell I, I always tell people, 
in this in the world today, there's only two real superpowers. Man, by superpower, it means that in a no World War Z situation, you know, where you no know, uh is nuclear fallout, you no know, everything is going to hell. That the country that can still continue to feed itself to produce everything, maintain a big army, a high-tech army, are the real superpowers. That means you have totally no trade, nothing is happening anymore. It's just war, 100 percent just war. Only USA and Russia can continue to do this. Because only these two countries produce fuel, they continue to produce food, they can maintain high technology weaponry, they can they can fuel a huge army. And only USA and Russia can do this. China cannot. In the in a world that where there's no trade, any merchant ships go out will be sunk. Russia and China is dead. They, 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 their war cannot last more than a year, in my opinion. So so in terms of that, China knows that. If they get the kind of sanction Russia is getting hit from, China is not, is not going to survive very well. So, by, of course, now we're only at four months. Four months old war. It feels like it's forever. But it's still a very short time for any war. Four months is very short. So, so what you just said, right? The ability to consistently produce food, fuel, and weapons. And China's not one of them. Yeah, they're not one of them. Okay, and now let's now not let's, even India, in fact. Yeah, so now let's take in you know all the sanctions against Russia, and China starts creating their own like banking system, right? The SWIFT system, or ours is yeah. the SWIFT. They're I saying, think hey, the, the is the the Russians are creating. So the Russian created their own. They're they're going to apply for the BRICS country. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, but let's say we're looking at we're looking at China, and let's say we're China right now. I think. It's in our interest, you and I, as, as, as the supreme leaders of China, Wyatt and Tommy, that we would want Russia to slowly get drained of resources and get sanctioned so that they come begging to us. And now all of a mm-hmm. sudden we have in our own backyard all this grain, all this timber, all this ore, all this oil. Mm-hmm. So could China want Russia to keep fighting? So that they have to come crying home to Mother China. Mm, in a way, be, okay, because because I always view the world geopolitics as there's actually three major powers: U.S., China, and Russia. At this moment, for the past maybe five years, ten years, yeah. so, but China is the only one that is not the real superpower, which is why you no, know, all their weaponry, uh, the high, the most high tech weapons, is still very dependent on Russia. And Russia is not even wanted, don't even want to sell them S four hundred. They are like keeping you no know, this stupid, this stupid copycat. They will be to copy everything. They are not yeah. going to give you my S four hundred. Yeah. In fact, they they gave the 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 technology, the hyper, one of the supersonic missiles to India, the Brahmos missile. So, so to to counteract China, so China and Russia is not friends. They are not as actually friends. They are only, uh, friends of convenience. Well, that's that's what I mean. So would yeah. China want Russia to sort of dig itself into a hole so that they would come to us and go, hey, we're not friends, but hey, you guys have money. And China goes, and you guys have natural resources. That's what I'm saying. I think kind of like the World Economic, or then the World Economic, the World Bank and the IMF, right? Give you mm-hmm. these loans, you can't pay them back. Hey, don't worry, just give us some shit. That's what I think is is because they're not friends, it is of convenience. China wants Russia to go into the hole and then China lends them a hand. 
but but Russia isn't going to the hole. That's the problem now. That is because yeah, they that's, are that's the point. Yeah, it's not so, working. So, you see, that's my point. Okay, Russia okay, I, is, I got you. I got you. Because they are the superpower. Yeah. There's no grind Russia into the hole. Yeah. Because they can produce everything. China can go into the hole all, all by their own. You don't need to do anything. They just grow up themselves. They're going to the hole. Yeah. So, so, so China is China likes the current situation because it pushes Russia to their side, yeah. and then that secures them more. Because in any in any war that's going to happen, Russia is going to stand on one side and just watch. They are not going to get involved with China. It's not like North Korea situation because that one was a communist against the capitalist war. So that's a different kind of war. But now it's like, if China go to war for Taiwan or whatever reason with USA, Russia is just going to sit one side and just, just eat, eat popcorns and just know, well done, man, my two worst enemies are fighting each other. Yeah. Which is what the what Chinese is doing now. They are just eating popcorns and ha the West and Russia is you know, draining themselves out. Just that Russia is not draining themselves out. That's the thing. So, and then I think, I think for China, they are definitely very aware because they are very smart people it's just that they are trying to work make things work in a very broken system so they are just forcing things yeah so but they are very smart people so that is the danger you us is very smart as well the problem with us is the election cycle is too short so you don't plan long term in china because they are just one party they can yeah. plan very long term but it still depend on the leader it still depend on the leader well we have the elections that are every four years but I mean, I think it's be it's becoming more and more apparent to me that there is a long term party, and it's the military industrial complex, and they're unelected. Yeah. They can <laughs> they they do they look at this shit. Dec- yeah, they look at this shit decades out. They don't give a shit, Democrat or Republican. I mean, Biden comes in and signs a bigger defense budget than Trump. <laughs> I mean, come on now, like like come everything else is oh the abortion and COVID and blah blah blah. He comes in and signs seven hundred and seventy-seven billion, outdoing Trump, and Trump outdid Obama, and Obama outdid Bush, and <laughs> yeah, I don't think inflation, of, yeah, it, none of it matters, man. It's the military-industrial complex runs this shit. So now, does this does this escalate to space, the highest frontier, right? The creation of space force. We had you know space mm-hmm. command before that does this go to space because that is not i mean yet. i think not yet not i think yet. i think not yet until you know china start to build a base on on the moon uh, i think then then we might probably see something i think satellite fightings you no know, fighting between satellites i think that that could happen in a world war situation uh without a world war situation i don't think i don't think you no know, people will sacrifice their satellites yeah that's another thing is it's much like nuclear weapons you can kind of fuck the whole system right because you only need to like shoot down one or two satellites and then it turns into a debris field yeah wipes out others and expands and then the whole thing is done yeah then uber will not work anymore (laughs) and then then that's how you get a bunch of that's how you get a bunch of white people in the united states concerned you can't take uber anywhere but (laughs) i think with the creation of space force and then the x-37b the the unmanned space shuttle which can stay up there for like 700 days I think we're preparing for that. That's yes. what I think. I think, and and I think that's the brilliant part about Trump. Uh, I think he really, you know, did the right things for you guys. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like Trump a lot. Uh, I love, I love Trump. I'm a Trump supporter. So I love, I love Trump. I think that's yeah. probably why, why I'm not on YouTube. Yeah, I just bought this. I just bought this book. I have no time to read. In Trump time, but the Novaro. 
Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. read. I want to. I have it on Audible. I, I, really I saw this. I saw this book. I saw the promo, so I immediately bought it. Uh, but I, I didn't have a chance to read. It was it's sitting there for half a year already. You gotta get so, on. You gotta do you use Audible. <laughs> Sorry, do you Audible. Use Audible. No, I don't use it. You gotta use Audible, uh, man. Here, I'll, <laughs> dude, so I listen to I listen to like an audio book a week on Audible, and I only oh. listen for two hours a day. I put it at two x speed. As soon as I wake up, I turn it on. Ah. I listen. I listen to it. I mean, literally, alarm goes off. Turn it on. I make my bed. I fucking do the ah. dishes. I go to the gym. Half hour at the gym. Come back. I get ready for the podcast. Shower, change everything, and then I turn it off. And it's about two hours. And if you listen at two x speed, it's four hours. I only do a little bit every day, and I, I do it while I'm doing other shit. Because whenever I try to sit down and read, I can't pay attention for more than five minutes. So by doing oh, this, yeah. I've listened to this since I started tracking it last august i've listened to 56 like historical books in the last year wow and that's what you got to do man is so like right now i'm listening to a book on the nsa yeah i'm a, I'm a bit low tech when it comes to book reading China. chosen for Rylight's ground station was a god for second past right. in the center of australia um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit low tech <laughs> oh, so, am I, 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 what, so what i do is that when i'm working uh i do listen to podcasts uh usually i listen to tim pool tim cast Mm-hmm. So I like to listen to Tim Pool because uh, it gets me some sense of what's happening in the US and he's very neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, then sometimes I, I, Jordan Peterson uh, and stuff, you know, the artist, you no, know, I have his book as well. Uh, whoops, sorry. Gotta get it on Audible. Yeah, but then same, I have no time to read. I just bought them and he's gathering dust over there. Get it on so- Audible, man. Get it. <laughs> Dude, you, you'll be surprised how much you, you go through because you turn it on. And to go to the grocery store, go to the post office, start doing shit. A week will go by and you'll realize that you knocked out like a 30 hour book on the history of the NSA. And you're like, I don't even. And when it, it, sometimes what I'll do, man, is I'll, when I'm playing video games, if I'm just playing like single player, I'll just mute it. If it's a game I've played before, like Ace Combat, mm-hmm. I've run through that campaign like a hundred times. I'll just burn through Ace Combat and listen to the book on like 3x speed. Not bad. You still got a chance to play Ace Combat, to play yeah. games. I, I bought know. it. Met for like two years already. I haven't touched it. You haven't played Ace Combat? <laughs> you haven't played Ace Combat 7? The Ace Combat is the Japanese one, right? The, the fighter game. Yeah. Yeah. I, haven't, I, I, I bought the game. I never touched it. What the hell? I, I bought so many games I haven't played. Dude. So, Dude, yeah. Project Wingman? That's another one that's like an Ace, that's like even weirder than Ace Combat. Dude. Yeah. I got time for so, video games. No, and I do play audiobooks. I used to play a lot of uh, FIFA, football, soccer game. So, then uh, because it's short, you know, in every match you just play, you can stop. Then I, I play Age of Empires too. You ever play Ghost Recon? <laughs> Sorry. You ever play Ghost Recon? Ghost Recon, long, long time ago. Wild- Wildlands. Me and my buddies are playing that right now. Wild- Wildlands. Dude, it's so fucking good. Yeah, so I, good. No, you have to connect to my Steam, man. I, I have no idea. Dude, I'll, dude, <laughs> you, think- should, you, you should play. Dude, you should play with it. We were playing last night. Me and my buddies, actually, my my friends that got got me to have you on. We were playing last really? night, and we were yeah, it was like four in the morning. And we were still going, and like we didn't want to stop. And I was like, man, I was like, man, I was like, I kind of just want to like cancel my podcast tomorrow and just get a <laughs> cup of coffee and play all night. And I was about to, I was really tempted. <laughs> and uh, my buddy Stoli goes, "Who's tomorrow?" And I looked at my calendar. I go, uh, "Wyatt," and he goes, "You cannot fucking cancel Wyatt." And I was like, "Damn it." So- <laughs> Dude, you should play with us, man. They'd fucking they love you. They're the ones who introduced you to me. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very surprised by the, 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 the support I get from yeah. the channel because, because I speak with a Singaporean accent. So uh, my, my accent was much worse, you know, twenty years ago, <laughs> because I watch a lot of Americans, American podcasts and shows. So you know, my accent is getting better, um, more easy for Westerners to understand. But my accent is still weird. So uh, it's not as bad as the, you know, the American Chinese Cantonese accent. Uh, they they talk like this. I don't talk like this. Talk, 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 talk. Yeah, the Ching Chong Ching Chong talk. Hello, hello, white man, white devil, white Satan. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> yeah. I don't think your accent is bad, man. Uh, so 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 I thought because because I you know I started off the 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 war with only twenty subs, so I wasn't expecting a lot. When did you so start? Just... When did you start? When did you start the channel? I started the channel in twenty seventeen, but I didn't post. Anything for a long time. Okay. Then what I started you, to you know did some videos. I upload. Then I was like, "Fuck, man! The, the editing time is too long. I can't take it." Then after that, I just leave it there. Then I create another one when I was I have the mood and I upload. Then I did. Then I was like, "Oh, nobody want to watch." Then I like, forget it. <laughs> so when did you start like actively working on? Oh, I I was actively doing podcasts last year on my own channel, another channel. Called the common bad working problem. So I I I so actually the year before I covered you know conspiracy theories like QAnons, you know what the Italy did it. I covered all these things. The freaking hell! I, I the the YouTube took down my Italy did it video. I was investigating the entire thing, the entire flow, and I concluded that uh, it's not convincing that it could be real. But the YouTube don't really care about my conclusion. They just took it down. They don't give a shit. I was pissed off, man. It's on it's Rumble terrible. anyway. It's terrible. Then after that, <laughs> then I covered about the politics, you know, the COVID stuff, then a bit of the COVID stuff. Then after that, I, it's mostly American stuff because I was, I, I'm watching Tim Pool every day. I'm watching all the American stuff. So I feel like, you no, know, I'm, I'm a Singaporean living in, like as if I'm living in America because <laughs> I'm just surrounded by American media. So yeah. then after that, so I cover, cover. Then I was, then after that, uh, then I covered some Singaporean stuff, some Singapore political stuff. But you know, the I only got four hundred over subs. It's very hard to because my con- my content is not consistent, yeah. and I'm not posting enough. So unless I'm posting on a daily basis, I believe I can see the growth. But I'm not posting on a daily basis. So, so after that, you no, know, it's just I just tried this thing, that thing, try a lot of different things. You no, know, until the DPA, the the Ukraine war coverage just exploded. So maybe that podcast is just a preparation for this Ukraine war because I'm very comfortable with the mic now. Yeah. So when I first started the podcast, I was like, that's so weird talking to the camera. Oh, dude, it's the weirdest thing at first. It's <laughs> the weirdest. It's, it's, yeah, and you hate looking at so, yourself. Your voice so sounds I'm also, weird. I'm so well-trained now. I can just talk to the camera. I have no problem at all. Yeah. So, but in the part, when I just started, I was like, that's so weird. No, and then listen to your own voice. Ah, that uh, voice the, just the, but it's a tolerance. You, if you just you just gotta power through it, and I know you know. Once yeah. you once you've heard like five episodes with yourself, you're fine. Then then so it was a surprise when you no know, after that you no know, I start to have this following, and then and then I I, I never <clears throat> then they have this you no know, if the, the the first meme start off with the defense politics Asia yeah yeah so, so what happened was that I didn't do do this on purpose. So I was like, when I started the stream, you know, because I don't like to do editing. So everything is one take. So I, I never, just I, I never edit anything, man. Yeah. So one I go take. to OBS. OBS, I press start recording. Then I turn to my screen. I was thinking, oh, what am I going to say? So I was like, 
Well, hello everyone. This is Defense Politics. A. Then I was thinking what I want to say. Asia. Like, then after that, then That's people it. call it. Then they start to you know, start to get very excited about that. Then you no, know, whenever I say you no know, defense politics Asia, then they're like. Where's our age? <laughs> that's what that's what my buddy Stoli kept saying last night. He was like, "Defense politics age," and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he's like, "Dude, you're interviewing why tomorrow?" And I was like, I'm a, what? "I thought he was just being like racist, like age." Right? Like, no, no, that's the thing. And I was like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. Then, then as I go, as I continue to cover, you know, it's after one month time, you know, that was just after he got monetized. He got very boring, you know. The you, you you're what they're reading five hours and more a day. Yeah all this Ukraine stuff. And then, then you're always reporting the things on the same, more or less the same thing on a daily basis. Then you get very boring. Then I start to crack some jokes. But you know, the Transnistria, the Transnistria is this strip of land that uh, want to break away from Moldova. So I, I drew it in yellow color. So I was like, I was saying, uh, this look like a poorly drawn banana. <laughs> then he caught on as well. <laughs> then I started to realize that people actually enjoy all these uh, little tidbits of humor. So mm-hmm. I started to you know add a bit more about all, all these things because I like to you know describe things weirdly. Yeah. Like so that there's like, once like, no like, no pontoon like, bridges. Pontoon bridges. So there's once I, I misspoke. Like genuinely misspoke. I said tampon bridges. Tampon bridges. So I I think the, the, the forces <laughs> okay. is trying to cross the tampon bridge, but then you no, know, the bit of tampon bridge did not worked out. Then I, then I think, oh sorry, pontoon bridge. <laughs> but then it caught off. Then it then it caught on and it become a tampon bridge all but, the way. But that's the thing, man. It's like we were talking about before this. Like, you don't there's no scripting shit sucks. And like yeah. even like I like I, like we said before, I was like, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. We're just gonna wing it. But that's the thing, man, is like when you were when you're raised on like traditional American media, you know, a kid and you see the news and Everything is just, it's multiple camera angles and they have makeup on in a suit and they're at a big desk with TVs behind them. And they're like, today on CNN, whatever the fuck, you're going to die tomorrow. And it's just like, and then it's and then a commercial comes up for toothpaste and I, I buy a new truck and then it goes back to it. Like, <laughs> sure, it's very well produced. It's very, you know, it's glossy, but it's soulless. There's nothing, yeah. you don't connect to it. You're just like, well, what it, it's like a McDonald's. It's the same shit everywhere. Versus like you go to like one restaurant where it's like really, it's just you know, it's one store. It's been owned by the family forever, and it's fucking incredible. It costs a little more, but it's really good. I think that's what, I mean, that's what drew me to. I started listening to Joe Rogan like right when he started, 2011. I was in college, and that's when I found him. I was like, oh, it's the Fear Factor guy. But what I loved so much about it was like there was no script. Mm-hmm. It was sponsored by the Fleshlight. They just swear nonstop, <laughs> talking about whatever, comparing shit to hookers. Yeah, yeah. But I learned more because it was like, this is how my friends and I talk. This yeah. is how, yeah. So, yeah. And they talk about things that, you no, know, because it came out randomly. So, you no, know, they talk about things that you wouldn't know or yeah. they wouldn't have talked about it if they do not just randomly chat. And this is also something that I like, you know, so, which is why I started off trying to do my own podcast stuff. But the, the thing, I think the problem is market. Singapore market is very small. I think that's one of the biggest problems. Second thing, I'm a, I'm an Asian. Uh, in Singapore, talking about American politics, you know, that is not very convincing. <laughs> fair, fair. It's a yeah. niche. There's no one else doing that. Yeah. Because in, in my region, uh, uh, Asia is a horrible place in the sense that um, if you are a business trying to enter Asia, 
there is no such thing as you no know, one market. It's just 10, 20 over markets. You know, Indonesia will speak their own language. Thailand will speak their own language. Malaysia will speak their own language. Philippines will speak their own language. So, so even if I talk about Southeast Asia matters, I'm not going to have view, I'm not going to have listeners, you know, because they are all speaking their own languages. So, so that's why you know, I when I was doing my podcast last year, you no, know, on walking problem. So my nickname is walking problem. That's also my alias for my gaming. But I you know this very demoralizing. Because when you do do do, then you realize that yeah, freak man, it's just not growing. Is there something yeah. wrong, dude? It's yeah, it's the most infuriating thing, man. It took me, took me from December twelfth, twenty nineteen, almost a year to break a thousand subscribers on YouTube, and then from from December twenty twenty till August of twenty twenty one, I got to five thousand, and then got banned. And so I started again on Rumble in September 2021. I think I had and you got 10,000 now, right? I think I had 12 subscribers and now, yeah, in about seven months. No, 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 about what September? So three, about nine months, I'm at 10,400. So do, do you get revenue from Rumble or very little? I think, in, little. I think in total, I've made like, like 400 bucks. Yeah, you, you should try YouTube again. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, they will not let me back. I've tried. I've tried again. Really? And again. They will not. No, I've tried. Okay. I've tried again. Tell, tell Elon Musk to buy Google. What? I know <laughs> that's, that's the well, that's the next fucking thing. Well, that's why I'm interviewing so many guys running for Congress and Senate. I want them to get in there, and then I want them to, to break up yeah. Google or break up YouTube. I want to get the revenge. Yeah. So, so this is so this is like more towards American politics because like, no because when I'm doing working problems, it's mostly on American politics. One of the biggest problem I have is the censorship, and the most irritating thing is that because the world is so American dominated, you no, know, we are using Twitter, Facebook, everything is American. The the culture war in USA is being applied on the rest of the world, and that is so irritating. It's fake and gay. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. It's like I'm half a world away. And then I'm we we are saying something you know random, and then we got banned. Yeah. And then we said, like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Because a certain word is actually you know a root a very root word in USA, but it means nothing in Singapore. For example, Ching Chong is nothing. It, in in Asia, in China, Ching Chong is nothing. It makes no sense. It it we laugh at it because the whole the you know, Ching Chong thing right is actually the way how Cantonese talk. Yeah. They think, but yeah, they think, oh, yeah, yeah. it's the way how they, yeah, the, the accent. yeah. Well, that's a Cantonese way of talking, which is yeah. why when they speak, you know, they have this Ching Chong feeling, and that's we ourselves laugh at them in this way. So, yeah, yeah. so it's, that's why, how can it be like a racist thing? You that, that's what I don't get is how is mimicking racist? Like, yeah, like you go talk to my family in New England. They all have terrible accents, just terrible, just fucking, you know, the Red Sox fucking the cow, you know, hey, Tom, how you doing? Like, but it, mimicking them isn't racist. Yeah. You're, you're just mimicking them like they, they sound different. That's what's funny. Yeah. So, so you know, sometimes I've tried to, you know, during my podcast, I've tried to tell people, you know, the you, Americans are living in their own world. Like, for example, you know, they're doing this and doing this. There's nothing is in Asia. There's nothing. It is not offensive at all. No, we do that to the Koreans. You know, it's like the Korean, the Japanese tend to have this kind of eyes. The Northeast, Northeast Asians. 
they have this kind of eyes because I because my heritage is more towards South China, so we don't have this kind of eyes. Like Vietnamese, we don't have this. Vietnamese don't have this kind of eyes. You know, it's the North Koreans, the South Koreans, the Japanese. Some of the Japanese they have this kind of eyes. Yeah. Uh, this is not racist. We do that to them too. Wow. We do that to them too. It's not. It's not racist. But you see, so but this you no know, this culture war thing, right? It's 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 actually infecting the rest of the world. Yeah. In fact, we have this kind of conversation in Singapore, and then we 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 should that we we have very vigorous uh, reaction to them. We like we just fuck them. <laughs> Like yeah. for example, we have one of these politician uh, in Singapore. She's very young. She, I think she's very, she, she for a time she was in USA. So she 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 was uh, running for election for the opposition. Then then when she was going to uh, before he before the election, she mentioned something that we need more brown skin inside the parliament. That is shocked the hell out of the the whole of Singapore because we do not have this concept of skin color that much in Singapore. I mean, obviously we know, yeah. but it's not a thing. You know, it's not like in USA, it's so clear. The blacks, the, the yellows, the white. Yeah. This is not the case in Singapore because, because even Chinese people can have darker, sometimes have darker skin tone than the Malays, which yeah. is tend to be a bit more brown. Then we have the Indians because the Indian, their heritage is from South India. So they have very black skin. Yeah. So it's almost like African. So, but we, you see, we it's not really a thing in Singapore. When suddenly she said we need more brown skin, wow! The he, she got a warning from the police. Then oh, no, and she she got very we, the population a majority have a very negative reaction to that. Of course, the the Malays that they are they are more you know feel that they are uh they are they are oppressed. You know, like the blacks in in US sometimes they all you know there's always this group they always think that they are oppressed. In Singapore, probably we have our own one. Then they will, then they start to support her, and surprisingly, she won the election because because in Singapore the election is in a group, so it's like a team, one team versus another team. And in her team, there's one guy he's super popular, so she got in. Then, then what happened was that uh, eventually, she she's now not kicked out of the parliament because she lied, uh, in parliament about about her experience. So she says she uh, escorted a rape victim to the police station. And then the policeman uh, made a comment about her dressing. And then the victim cried and ran away. And she said this anecdote, this story uh, in the parliament. So the highest level of conversation yeah. of dialogue in the country. The home ministry and the, ministry, uh, the internal affairs and the home, home Affairs Ministry, which is the one that controls the police, as well as the police force, made, immediately did an investigation. They cannot find this story. And then after, after like, you know, months, a few months, after, after that, she finally admitted she lied. It was actually an anecdote that she saw. And then that story is actually from USA, <laughs> from America. And she got kicked out of the party. She got kicked out of the parliament. Then... Then the party leadership, the opposition party leadership tried to protect her, didn't admit the truth because, but because they were they, they know that it was a lie days after, but they did not admit to that. Then now there's investigation, police investigation into the party leaders as well. You know, it's a but but you see, this is a this is a problem with the culture war. There's you no know, poisoning the people, even outside of the United States. And and you know, when I get blocked or you know, get shadow banned by Twitter, you know, that's so irritating. It's like, what's that to do with us? Yeah, and it's... But that's the influence of USA. I mean, that's yeah. really, really powerful. Yeah, and I mean, you can only have a negative 
the only the only effect it can have is negative. And also, I mean, they're driving people to other platforms. You know, without yes. censorship, there's no reason to go to Rumble or BitChute. Why? There's no reason to get on Getter or Gab. But it's not until censorship that it's like, well, now I fucking have to go. Yeah, because because what happened was that uh, because I did the Italian did Italy did it thing, and then I got striked by YouTube. Then after that, I also feel that I got shadow banned on Twitter, and I actually investigated. I did a YouTube video on that. That you know, I that I I was indeed shadow banned. I cannot find my own tweet, and and I if I use my own one, my own account, I can find my own tweet. Oh, sure. But I use I log in the different account. I search. I cannot find my own tweets. Yeah. So I did a video on that. Then after that, I got paranoid. Then I started to I create a Gap account, a Getter account, a Parler account, mine. You have to. I created so many of them. Yeah. But I haven't did that for Defense Politics Asia yet because I haven't, you know, I, I'm yeah. trying to be very careful for that you because I, I need the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the money's a real thing. You should make like, a, you should make Defense Politics Asia on Rumble or something and just make it like uncensored where you don't care about what you say. I, 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 I do know the so-called uncensored version. I put it on Patreon, okay. uh, which is hosted on Vimeo. Yeah. So it's only available for the patrons only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I didn't really do much of, of that because I because it's a diff- very different kind of uh, channel. Because if I talk about American politics, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff to talk about. Yeah. But in, in geopolitics, you know, it, only some stuff you try not to talk about. Like for example, if you you cannot talk about Ukraine bombing their own people, it's explicitly banned by YouTube. It is. They put it in their time. And, yeah. They so after the Ukraine war started. They actually put out a put out a, a, a notice that you cannot say Ukraine had killed their own so people. It started with you can't talk about the 2020 election. Then they added COVID. Now this, yeah. yeah. So 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 you just have to be careful not to step on their tail. It's never gonna <laughs> it's never gonna stop, man. It's never gonna stop. It started with. Like, choice, I'm funded by the Americans. I know you are. You gotta you gotta get yeah. off the tee. You gotta get. Washington paid me to you, be a, you, you, the Russian you, troll. You have become what you swore to fight against. It's, yes, but I it started with the, the little blue labels. You know the blue labels YouTube puts on shit? You're like, huh. Huh. You know, like the little notification. I mean, it started with just the 2020 elections were robust, safe, had robust safeguards. And then they did a COVID one. And then yeah. now they have climate change ones, QAnon ones, JFK ones, moon conspiracy ones, 9-11 <laughs> ones. I, I mean, I used to try to, I was like Pokemon. I tried to collect them all. And I and eventually, well, that led to me getting banned. But like, yeah, you, you touch the most, the most, the most uh, money making one, the COVID. Yeah, because that one involved the most money, way yeah. more than the industrial military uh, industrial complex. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's yeah, the I thing. think that's the problem. But that's the other thing is like, I mean, I knew I was getting banned right away just because uh, I'm a hard headed, arrogant asshole. And as soon as they told me I couldn't talk about, it, I didn't really care about COVID. I just interviewed like a doctor, kind of as like a yeah. whatever. And then when I, t- when I was told I couldn't do it, I was like, fuck you. And I started just reaching out to every doctor I could. And I interviewed like 50 of them just because I just, I just don't like being told to not talk about shit. I don't care about it's really not an interest of mine, but they just said don't talk about it. So that's all I did was talk about it. But there was also like I realized after my first strike and I hadn't been monetized yet, but I realized that I was like, OK, well, if they're OK with doing this now with COVID. And then they started doing it with uh, election fraud. I knew that it was just going to keep going. And then my worry was that I would play ball. I wouldn't step on their tail. I'd get Mm -hmm. monetized. I'd make some money. 
And then years yeah. down the road, the censorship would get so bad that I would have to go somewhere else. But by that point, my logic was, I don't want to build up 50,000 subscribers and have to and go to Rome. It. So it was bad enough to lose it at 5,000. But I'm glad I kind of just mm. had it happen because I didn't know. I didn't what you just said about how you're not allowed to talk about Ukraine bombing. That's all I would do. That's just <laughs> it's, as, as soon as I found out I couldn't do that, that's all I would do. And to me, I was like, I just don't want to put all this time into a YouTube channel that's going to get nuked. And then eventually mine did get nuked. But that's right. I mean, I'm with you, man. I'm paranoid. I have it on BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey. Uh, what else? BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey. Everything's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it. I just, I can't. Now, maybe it would be different if I was getting paid, but I'm not getting paid. So there's no reason for me. Right. To yeah, my working problem, one. I think I only do not, do not have it on Odyssey. I have it on, uh, what, what do I have it on? Let me check. Uh, I have it on uh, Brighton, Rumble. Uh, then I have it on the Beachwood. Yeah, the, but that's a working problem one because I'm talking about US politics is so d- dangerous and then I don't want to waste my effort. So I, I, every time I upload, I have to upload multiple places. Yeah. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but I, I, at the moment, I just throw it aside. It's like, yeah, the one that makes money will be the one I'm focusing on first. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you, man. I mean, yeah, I'm very yeah. honest. I, I tell my, I tell my uh, followers too. I just say, yeah, but I have to make money off this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm being serious. I don't blame you. I mean, you got, you have to pay for rent. You have to buy food. It's a very real I, thing. Yeah, and I wanted to grow, grow the channel, so I need to have a, at least a base, some kind of capital that I can work on to build, build it. So. Yeah, so I avoid certain topics is not too bad because geopolitics, you no, know, American politics is the danger one. The geopolitics is not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, as long as I avoid American politics, I will be fine, I think. <laughs> I think you should start putting Defense Politics Asia on the other platforms because... Yeah, a they, lot of people telling me that. It's Monday, June 27th, 2022. Heed my warning, Wyatt. <laughs> you will get removed. It might not be this year. It might yeah. not be next year. So the problem is revenue. The, I, I, on other channels, the revenue streams is not clear. Like even in, on Rumble, Rumble, I mean, from my experience from working problem, the Rumble reach is very poor. It's really, really poor. It's terrible. I, yeah, I, I think what is the beauty, beautiful thing about YouTube is that they actually able to share your video to a lot of people uh, on, organically. Um, from my point of view, Wait, much more the, than most social media accounts. Wait, really, really. It's much more than Instagram. It's much more than Facebook. Wait until you start getting shadow banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, really, I really got it's coming. a bit of... Um, it's coming. I'm already put on a different algorithm. So yeah. actually what happens is that um, halfway, through, halfway through the war, I suddenly see a dip uh, in terms of viewership. Then I was like, and then I, I just cannot get it up, you see. You just consider I, I'm getting subscribers, but the views are just continuous. Uh-huh. Right? So I was like, I was like, something's not right. I think yeah. I, I got shadow banned, or you know, I'm put on a different uh algorithm. Then people are saying that you no, know, they are not their bell button got unbuttoned, unbelt, and then uh-huh. you know, they didn't see my notification, all this stuff. Okay. I was like, okay, then I I, I told my told my viewers, I say, okay, let's I, I think we need to do a experiment. I want you guys to all press the like button. I want to see whether it makes a difference. And then, you know, that video, so many people press the like button. Suddenly, the viewership actually 
goes up. So then I realized that the like button makes a difference uh, into getting uh, the YouTube algorithm to actually share it to more people, new viewers or even existing viewers so that you will appear on the front page more. So, so that's why then it become a, tra uh, a habit that every summary in front of the summary, I will actually do a joke to get people to press the like button. Like I would say, you know, the, the YouTube shadow banning unit is uh, have their forces hiding behind the like button. <laughs> I need you guys to attack it. Then they're yeah. like, then after I put, then I will play the, the opening reel. Then they will like go and press the like button and something. Yeah, that becomes a, that become a thing. And then it helps. It helps. YouTube, YouTube will catch on. They'll catch on. They're, they're going to get you. I mean, I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. They put me on a different they're gonna, algorithm. They're gonna so lately, you. I think that they, they might put me on an even more severe one. Because lately, it feels a bit sluggish. I don't know. So I, I don't know. I'm just doing my best. I'm going to see email, how it goes. But, I'm going to email this episode to YouTube. <laughs> And be like, did you know Wyatt is hanging out with Tommy Kerrigan? What you yeah. see? Who <laughs> you're gonna email me and be you're gonna email me and go, What the fuck happened? I lost all my subscribers on YouTube. They're coming for you, Wyatt. I'm telling you, yeah. it's the worst part is, is is retroactive censorship. So you might be talking about things now that in a year you're not allowed to talk about, and all of a sudden you're gonna get a strike for an episode you did nine months ago. And you're not yeah. even gonna remember talking about it, and you're gonna. Yeah. I, I one of my one of my videos on walking problem got got striked like one year later That's for talking I mean. about elections. That's what I mean. Uh, so what I did, I will, I will, you know the, Maricopa County recount. So the they have oh this, yeah yeah Maricopa County Maricopa. They, then they have this you know, the 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 fine this presentation where all the experts come in to give the presentation, so I actually did a video and cover the important points, the things that they 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 covered. And I think then my conclusion is mm, it's interesting. You no, know? it was all right all the way until you know like a few months ago it got striked yeah. for you no know, talking about you no know, uh deleg. I'm I'm trying to delegitimize the election. It's like what the fuck. The 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 the, yeah, the yeah, was there for so you're long. You're not allowed to discuss the. You're not allowed to discuss the conspiracy theory that widespread election fraud altered the outcome of the 2020 election. I know that. Yeah. I, I have that. I know. I got that one. <laughs> so so it's like, come on, man. It's coming for you. I mean, I don't know why I'm telling you what to do. You're the one with 30,000 subscribers and an income. I don't know why I'm lecturing you. Just learn from my mistakes. Yeah, you got to decentralize, man. Don't talk about diseases. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk from... about monkeypox. <laughs> yeah, monkeypox. I don't even. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is, I don't even... It's coming for you. It's coming for you, Wyatt. It's coming for you. Use your 30,000, 35,000 subscribers now. See, my problem is, is when I had 5,000 subscribers, I should have been telling everyone, go subscribe on Rumble in case this account gets banned. And I wasn't mm -hmm. doing that. At the very least, if I were you, you have a 35,000 person audience, I would be telling them, hey, go subscribe to Rumble just in case. Because what you don't want to have happen is you lose everyone and then you start out again at nothing like I did. Mm -hmm. I was a moron. I should have been telling people, go subscribe here. And if, if I'm not here anymore, go there. Instead, I went from 5,500 down to like 12 on Rumble. And I truly had to, and people were subscribing five months later going, I couldn't find you. Where were you? I'm an idiot. Learn, <laughs> learn from my mistakes, man. Start. So the, so the good thing is that 
because of the Ukraine war, because of the tremendous uh, censorship and uh, uh, fake news happening all around Europe and uh, maybe in US as well, you know, no, no one is reporting the truth. So a lot of people is sign up on Telegram to look at the Russian sources. Yeah. And then, so I actually got quite a bit of uh, followers on Telegram. I think 2000 something. Uh, so, so um, it's not that bad, you know, and I have, I'm on Twitter as well. So unless they did a, the whole big tech thing, you know, like the, what they did to uh, some of those, Trump, cannot be mentioned Milo, guys. I can't Alex Jones. Yeah, Milo, yeah, yeah, yeah. All this. Yeah. Then, uh, then, then, okay, that's bad, you know, if they ban me from MasterCard and Visa, come on, I would die in Singapore, man. <laughs> you, that's, you, that's why you got to start. Yeah, I just start. But they can, I don't think they can, though. The, the thing is that because I'm not in America, so it's not so straightforward about banning me from basket, MasterCard or Visa. I think that is the case. For in now. Singapore, it's a bit different. For now, for now. For now. So, so, so I was thinking about, you know, also like if I ever get kicked out of YouTube for a bad reason, should I file a lawsuit in Singapore against YouTube? You know, it's like you will screw them up, you know. You you become national news, international news because because by the time they do it, my channel will be big enough. Is and then I'm hundred percent sure the Singapore government is taking taps on me for sure. Because sure. even when I didn't have the YouTube channel, we are the only so-called uh, military political related think tank or you no know, website that is based in Singapore. So you know, we have some followers or people are. Uh, from the government, from sure. the foreign ministry, they are aware of us. So, so don't talk about even now that the channel is getting big. There's a channel and then it's getting very big. So maybe in a few months' time or in one year's time, there will be enough clock that you no, know, I might even be talking more with the Singapore government side or whatever people. Then it will get really hard for YouTube to actually try to strike me. Because if they strike me, then you no, know, I will, I, I will you know, do a lawsuit. Then with if I have the government backing, oh my god, it'll be a different thing. But of I, course, no, I'm just I'm just talking. Fantasy. No, 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 no. I, I get where you're coming from. I like I like the idea. I would say remember that they removed a sitting president. Yeah. So there's yeah. really no one too big. It's very hard to remove a sitting president in Singapore because the the one with power is the prime minister. So you have to remove the entire party. You have to do what they did in uh, I don't know, not not even in Ukraine. No, I mean big tech big tech removed the sitting president so there's never a moment where there's never yeah. a, you'll never get too big to where right? you'll never get too big to where they don't remove you yeah, they yeah, removed yeah. a sitting president May, uh, they yeah. might not remove put like pootie pie maybe he's untouchable <laughs> maybe rogan yeah, yeah rogan is untouchable rogan pootie pie and like eminem aside from that man dude Trump, oh my god, when they removed Trump, I was shocked. How can yeah. they remove a sitting president? I was like, wow, yeah, this is going crazy, man. Yeah, that's why when Biden become president, oh, I know. <laughs> when, then, then now when, we are seeing the effect of the nuts, the nuts will. When you get banned from YouTube, I will, you can come into the, the, the welcome arms of, of Tom. Yeah. You can come yeah. to my podcast, you can. You can come yeah. join us. You can come join the disinformation band of evil white supremacists that apparently then the, <laughs> the channel will change name. Welcome to Defense Politics Asia Uncensored. <laughs> oh, oh, uncensored, coming from you live from an undisclosed location. That's the move, though, man. Is they're coming for you, and yeah, you can't ne- can't negotiate with communists, man. They're gonna 
give them an inch. Don't talk about COVID. All right. Don't talk about Maricopa. Okay. I think I think the 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 the, the you know all these Twitter clones that is coming out, like even Truth Social is also a Twitter yeah. clone, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't been able to access it. It's only for Americans and Canadians, I think. Yeah, Americans? I got on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't had access to it yet because I'm not an American. Yeah. So you no know, Twitter is you no know, Twitter clones are good, which means that you know you're weakening the Twitter power and yep. it basically works more or less the same. Although uh, the UI of like Getter or you no know, Parler is a bit disappointing. It's still not good enough. Parler's terrible. I don't yeah. getter's a little better. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to myself. So so it, oh yeah. Then you don't you do not know when people actually saw your stuff no, or went to the and terrible. you don't really like this it, it doesn't feel so comfortable in scrolling through yeah, it's, it's just yeah. drag through. I mean yeah. I mean Twitter and YouTube, although they're dirt, dirty, shit eating communists, I mean they have great UI. Yeah. So so what we need is a YouTube equivalent. Something that can pay well, uh, so so that the creators can actually make a living and it'll you know, be. to build content. But it'll, no, at this moment I didn't see it. Is Odyssey one of them? I think Rumble. I think Rumble's the front. Uh, Rumble so is I, horrible. No, I mean, but in terms of like a, a YouTube clone, it's the closest thing. I've been on Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey for like two years. The closest thing in terms of organic growth, right? Mm. I mean, I've got ten thousand subscribers in less than a year. They pay some money. They do have an app that is okay. Their app's getting better. It's still bad. But as someone that's been on all of them for two years, the only one that's gotten consistently better, it still sucks, but it's gotten consistently (laughs) better, is Rumble. And it's the only one that more and more people are starting to use as their, hey, you know, if I can't talk about it here, it'll be on Rumble. It's kind of like China. Don't You can't look at it right now. It's long term. In 2025, it's going to be even better. In 2030, it, it, it might replace you. And I know that sounds absurd, but when people are getting banned, when you ban people for talking about uh, the election, you're only upsetting people that like Trump. When you ban people yeah. talking about alternative COVID treatment, you're only upsetting people that like respect that, like medicine. But as you get more shit, Ukraine bombings, you're going to upset more and more people. And much like we talked right. about earlier, the financial crisis, how did it happen? There's going to be a moment when all of a sudden, like the front line, YouTube just implodes. And they're going to go, how did that happen? How did Rumble grow so big overnight? It didn't. It was a decade of slowly weakening the front line. I think the problem with you know, all these alternatives is that it's very political driven. You know, it's mostly you know, all the, the outcasts that <laughs> they are, they are there. Yeah, yeah. It's not enough of the casual content, which is what YouTube is ex- excels and you no, know, that's what ad- ad- uh, advertisers like. So it will be some, some, some way, still some way away. I think, but even now, and I agree with that. But it starts with just the widening band topics now. So, like my favorite comedian, the only guy I'm on, uh, I subscribe to his Patreon, Tim Dillon. I think he's the funniest guy in the world. His last two episodes on YouTube, he's a fat gay liberal comedian. His last two episodes on YouTube now pops up with a, are you sure you want to watch this? Like it may be offensive <laughs> to some people because he talks about, I don't know, like burning homeless people in an incinerator, but he starts, he's going on all this stuff. It's happened to him once now. It's happened to him twice. He's starting to get shadow banned and he's huge. He's been on Rogan like 10 times. He's the most paid person on Patreon. He makes $250,000 a month. He 
is starting to get censored on YouTube. So like they're digging their own hole. Like you said, the casual mm. content. Sure. Right now in 2022, YouTube's still king. It's going to drift more because you're slowly pulling in people. You have Tim Dillon who doesn't give a shit about the elections, doesn't give a shit about COVID, doesn't give a shit about Ukraine. But now all of a sudden he's getting slapped around by YouTube. So what happens when he goes to rumble? What happens when you just piss off the wrong person? I, I think it's we're looking at it in a very because we're in it and it goes really slowly. But even in the last two years, I mean, let's look at the changes. Rogan puts no new episodes on YouTube. It's only on Spotify, right? Rumble. Now, mm-hmm. I'm Tommy's exclusively on Rumble, right? All <laughs> these, all these things, though, though. Even Tim Pool, right? Tim Pool, he said that he is now rebuilding his entire, his entire library on Rumble, Rumble yeah, based. Stephen yeah, so... Crowder, it, it's 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 still small, but mm. it is trickling over. It's 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 only a matter of time, man. It's it's happening slowly, and when it happens, we're gonna look at it and say, "How did this happen?" Or yeah, happen why Chef is to Tommy, man? What the yeah. hell? Yeah, yeah. When I'm sitting on Rumble with hundred million subscribers, and you come groveling back to me, hey Tommy, uh, I, 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 shout I, out! I only have 20, 20 subs. Yeah, but yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't give a fuck. It's what am I gonna do? I'm gonna say, yeah, fuck YouTube defense politics Asia and I'm going to have you on everyone's going to be like who fucks this guy he's an OG he got banned from YouTube welcome to the gulag but um <laughs> hey why this has been fun as fuck let's wrap this one up because I got another podcast I got to do um, all right it's hey, 4 a.m. in Singapore yeah I know hey send me right now before you, before you go to bed send me an email with what you mm-hmm. want me to put in the description you can literally write okay. your own send, put links I'm just going to copy and paste it and I'm going to throw it okay. in there and all uh, right also send me, email me your uh, your Steam name. I'll give you mine, and you should uh, come game with us, and we can fuck around. Cool. Okay. All right, all right man. If I'll we have you. the same game. Huh? <laughs> no, at least we have the same game. We'll, no, we'll get it. We'll make sure we get it. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank I'll you so much up. for inviting. It's yeah. an honor to be on your podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for coming on. Oh, hey, and I need you to get, I need you to give a shout out to Stoli. Stoli? Stoli. My buddy. Stoli. S-T-O-L-I. S T O L I Stoli. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hi, Stoli. Thanks for helping me get on Tommy's podcast. I love you. <laughs> love you, Stoli. I'll give you a med- you what? Uh, I'll give him a medal. The medal of uh, the heroic medal of DPA YouTube channel. Thank DPA? you for like a medal of honor. Are you gonna like clip it around? Yeah, yeah. I, at a ceremony. So, so I actually give a some kind of a reward or medal for every first comment in my YouTube videos. So you know everybody's just always racing for to be the first. <laughs> Give, first one Give one a stoli. Give one a stoli. Stoli's in a stoli's the one that told me I had to go to bed and not stay up all night playing video games because <laughs> I couldn't miss this episode. Stoli's okay. a real one. Um thank you. Thank you so much. Stoli, I love you. I, I, I really enjoyed the 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 conversation. Fuck yeah, man. I'd love to have you back on. Uh and if yeah. you want, I'll try to put you in touch with uh Gordon Chang. If not, I don't care. But, you know, uh, maybe not yet, not yet. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, because I, I have plans to you know do some kind of like a podcast like yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but okay. I haven't have the time to build that thing yet. Okay. So okay. so until then, if not, then I don't have really have the avenue to you know talk to people. I, I don't want to mix up the news channel with you no know, podcast interviews. So one by one, one by one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Put it all. Don't put it all together because they're gonna ban you. But um. 
Wyatt, thanks so much for coming on here. Thank you. I'll Tommy. email you the episode when it's up. Um, all right. All that good shit. Send me the links right now yeah. before you. I will send you my. Here. I will send you. I will. I will send send you my viewers. I will. I will promote the the the, the, the this video. No. Don't upload uh, it on least, YouTube. Don't upload easy, it. On YouTube. I think at least you no know, five hundred people, one thousand. I think we'll go over to watch. I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> Better you owe me a thousand. You give me less than a thousand, I'll fucking kill you. Um. Yeah, man, you're you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to just download this off Rumble and upload it. Um, I don't think you can on YouTube. That would be a bad, bad. You'll get banned. But um, <laughs> no, it's okay. I think I think I send people your way is better. Yeah, just uh, just tweet it and shit. That'll that'll help. Yeah, and, yes. Uh, don't want to confuse the the the. Don't confuse my content. Yeah, yeah. Like, Who the fuck is this white asshole? This dirty Irish pig in front of an American flag. <laughs> it's me. It's the verboten guy. Why? I gotta run this shit up because I gotta use the bathroom. Right. I gotta do the next podcast. Thank you so much for coming All on. Right. Thank you. This episode once up. Till next time, Defense Politics Asia. Thank you, sir. Thank-